Hello, internet friends, and welcome to episode number 158 of Final Boss TV, your wild gay rating show. I am your host. My name is Adam K.K. Bay, who has his lower third in the wrong place. There it is. <laughs> and today, as Chad is going to hopefully call it out shortly, we're going to talk about the mathematically impossible uh, Argus, uh, the, the unmaker in uh, Mythic Antorus. This is the State of Antorus show. This has been a requested style of show for a while now to do sort of a while the raid race is still happening, if it doesn't get killed in three or four days, to do a show that Sunday and talk about what we're doing. So I'm sitting down with, with three members of the top guilds and we're gonna break it all down. And a lot of the show will just be me not talking and just like letting them talk. So that's, that's five for me, I'll just control the cameras. But I would not be sitting here right now if it wasn't for a select group of people and the incredible donations and support they do in the pledges, more specifically on Patreon. So thank you to Truffles, Ludovicus, Tazlin, R4, Delphir, Screwsloose, Mia, and Druish, as well as Chaos. I remember you, Chaos. You, 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 you do, you do, baby. But if you want to get some behind the scenes podcasts and the show notes, and possibly terribly awkward birthday cards or Christmas cards from myself, then you can go check those out over on Patreon. Those are all updated there. We have a huge Patreon update to keep the show rolling and to give you guys back something a little extra. You can go check that out in the last week's episode 157. Go check those out right there. But if you want, this is the BTS for this show we're about to go into today. And we even held back and we still talked for an hour and 16 minutes. So you can go, if you want more of, of this rambling, then go check this out over on the Patreon page. But that's enough about my ramblings. This is going to be joining us again. I don't know, how many times have you been on the show, Preheat? It's like your, this is your second or third, right? It's Welcome my back. second time. Welcome back. Thank you. Glad to be here. You're, you're catless right now. Hopefully you can bring the cats in soon. Yeah, well. yeah, I might have to deliver a little bit on the cat promise, but they're over there, they're sleeping. I'll go bother him in a little bit. And you are you are actually jumping back into raid tonight, so we have a we have a time yes. budget, right? Yes. Yes, we do. A little, <laughs> little bit of a crunch. Absolutely. Joining us for the first time, even though I've known about this guy's face for a long time, there's Kana from Method. Hello, sir. Hi. Hello. There you, there you go. I thought you were muted for a moment there. Yeah. I have to get used to the push to talk. That's fair enough. But you're you're not in the raid, right? Kana, why are you raiding right now? I actually, this is like the best excuse ever to skip a rogue splits, man. Like legit, you're sitting at the <laughs> razor, putting some on some disco lights. Wait, I where? Mean, there the <laughs> I don't know. There they are. <laughs> the last one won't work, man. I don't know. Used uh, to skip a rogue splits at least. Oh god, you turn your disco lights on, you almost crashed your Discord. It's too good. Look at the bitrate; can't handle you. <laughs> yeah, it's actually really nice for the camera. It's like terrible. <laughs> yeah, it, it explodes. And then joining us also for the first time, the fresh meat of the show, there's Blue from Big Dumb Guild. Hello, sir. Hello, everyone. Are you ready to... Where are your disco lights and your cat? I know. What? I So you missed it, but my fiance came in and stole the cat. And so now mm -hmm. I'm catless and disco lightless and whatever. What's there to live for at this point? <sighs> what... what I mean, what, what do we raid for other than cats and disco lights? Am I right? I know. Just... There's one thing we'll learn today is that in order to be in a top guild, you need to have a beard some skill and cats 
<laughs> Wait, why is Kana? Come on. It, I mean, he has, he has, okay, he's got, he's, he's, you know, it's fine. Yeah, he's got it. We have to, we have to ask chat throughout the course of the show today, who has the best beard? Because all of us have different degrees of beard. Mm -hmm. So as long I think, as I, I think that would be blue, blue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's got. He's got I'd like, like the, to think the academy. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 impressive. Yeah, yeah. Blue, blue, blue beard. Yeah. Oh, the hard questions. Yeah, blue hands down. One vote for preheat. All right, preheat, doing it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, even my manager votes for blue. All right, fine. I've been trained. I'm totally wow. betrayed from the inside. All right. I get it. So we have a lot to get through today, and I'm going to try to aim this show to be a little more digestible, so we're going to aim for that, that 90 minutes or so. But uh, real quick, I don't know if you have any shout-outs you want to go with, or of course if you're sitting right now, you can do that same thing. I'll go to Kana first if you have any shout-outs, or like, who the heck are you? What, what the heck do you do in the guild that you are apparently in, even though you're, you know, you're, you're benched right now, right? Enhancement Shaman feels bad. Feels bad, man. I don't know. Uh, I'm Kane. I've been playing with Method since early, uh, pretty much since Legion. Play Enhancement Shaman and Elemental Shaman as my main. And that's about it. Got really active on the Shaman Discord. So if you ever have questions, you can ask him there. Sounds good. Blue, how about you? Um, I am one of the founders and current GM of Big Dumb Guild and been raiding with Big Dumb Guild for, I don't know, like three, four years now. It's been It's been a minute, actually. Uh, otherwise, I make add-ons and weak auras and try and share as much as I can. So, shout out to Big Dumb Guild. And, I mean, Mom, right? Oh, there you go. See? He's remembering the important things. Thank you. <laughs> and Preheat. Uh, yeah, I'm Preheat. I, uh, I've been in Limit since we formed. Uh, I'm an officer now. I play Mage. I stream a little bit. And, uh, that's about it. I like WoW. <laughs> no, <laughs> what? What that game was great. is that? That was great. What game is that? What are you talking about? What is this? This show isn't about World of Warcraft. We're actually talking about Destiny 2 all day today. Oh, oh man. Cheek. Yeah. Crap. Sorry, you need to drop that on you at the very last minute there. My bad. Mm. But I uh, I guess I want to open with this. Oh, I got to re rewind this real quick. No, stop. Twitter, please calm down. So he's not here today. And maybe depending on the world first race, I'll be interviewing Method again. We have no idea. Um, but uh, Sko posted something on Twitter just recently. He, um, let's, let's take a look. So Sophia has asked me, guys, why are we not finished with progress rating yet? And so I drew this simple chart to try and explain it to her. This chart is going to show you guys the difficulty. So down here, we have bosses 1 to 10 along this line. A slight blip for Argumar. And then down here, we have Argus. And his difficulty is somewhere around up here. Now... People are already starting to suggest that Argus could be mathematically impossible. So, you guys have all seen this tweet. Uh, <laughs> Scott's look at the end is so good. But, um, yeah, do you have, any, do you have anything you want to... Kenna, do you want to lead with what Scott's talking about? What do you, what, what's, what's mathematically impossible mean? What's, um, what's that? What's, um, what's that mean? Um, I mean, he's not running a difficulty curve, at least. At least, if it's mathematically impossible, it's not. That's like something I wouldn't be able to say anyway. But I mean, the difficulty curve is like correct. That's like the first nine bosses were less wipes than we had. Like majority of bosses in Animal Nightmare, at least. And this only scenarios bosses kind of Egamar, which wasn't even too difficult of a fight to be honest. 
and then Argus is like the only it's like pretty much Emma Nightmare. There's only just no saviors, thankfully. Well, that's that was one of the earlier tweets I think that the the raid race was coverage that is like day two he's still alive because <laughs> we always yeah. we live in the shadow of Xavius where he died the whole raid was done in thirty two hours something ridiculous from launch or less than that no it was less than that was it eighteen well, if you can't launch from Russia it's it's even I don't less. even know yeah it was short I mean actually go look real quick oh yeah eighteen hours actually so Xavius lasted eighteen hours. So Argus has definitely lasted almost a... He's getting close to a reset, almost. A couple days away from there. Getting there. But the... I don't know. I mean, what, are the, what are the top guilds think? What do you guys, what are you, what's your scuttlebutt that you guys are dealing with right now with, with the state of uh, Untorus, just in a, in a general sense, right? I'm just... I, my note here is I said, bring apart what you guys think compared to what Twitch chat thinks. So, I mean, Blue will go with you guys, because Big Dub Guild has the whole, like, day one, huge push, day rating, even though Preheat has something to say about that, apparently, because Limit was right there with you <laughs> this tier, anyway. I know. Yeah. They had enough of us, man. They were like, no, it's, it's our turn. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, honestly, I mean, we can see some of the streams right now for Argus, and it's definitely hard. I'm not sure how much was impossible day one and how much got hotfixed, but, right. like, we, we're seeing footage of the, the hidden phase already. Uh, and it looks pretty insane. Um, who knows about the actual burn rate, uh, if it, if the damage is just impossible, or if that's just a, a tip from Sko to say, hey, we're about to get a kill, because, uh, that's how it was for Avatar. Oh, that's true. Yeah, the night is darkest before the dawn. <laughs> yeah, he's leading us all, he, he's, he's just, it's subterfuge, that's what he's doing, right? That's what it is. But I don't know, then Preheat, what, what's, what have you guys thought so far about everything because you you went really hard the first two days yes so yeah so this is the first time we ever uh did like two days of day rating it's because everyone wanted to do it you know you do all this preparation legion has so much work involved it almost feels like you're kind of shorting yourself if you don't like give it your all initially and a lot of people it's you know it's easy to like take off two days of work so uh we just went for it and it was really fun um i think that when it comes to twitch chat versus the reality of the raid i I'm kind of sad. Like, I read, like, MMO Champion, I see what's posted online, and I feel like people are, like, kind of shitting on the raid a little bit. Like, I think it's, like, a really good raid. Like, at least there's been, like, two bosses that, like, are really solid. Um, obviously, there's a difficulty issue, right? But uh, I think overall, like, we've had a lot of fun this tier. And I think that um, a lot of, like, what you see in the success of guilds is also that guilds are getting better as time goes on, right? Yeah. yeah. Well... If I could follow up with that too, I think yeah. that the difficulty curve will be better represented in the average guild because obviously, like certain fights, because it's such a personal accountability design, um, like top guilds are going to ace because they have high personal accountability. But for a lot of guilds, it's going to be tough to handle three mechanics at once on Coven, and so Coven's going to look a lot harder than it was for us. Mm. Or for us three. Yeah, th there's. There's a weird back and forth that starts circulating every tier, right? And I'm going to bring up, we're going to bring up a couple different things on the raid progress stuff in a little bit here. But, I mean, Kana, what do you, what's your inside take so far on an Antorus? Well, most people saying that's too easy. It's like when they post on the MMO, you can normally like scroll down and find the armory and they're like only LFR. So most people that complain, they complain anyway. I don't really think it's too much. And like Blue says, it's like the majority of people that play average, they're going to find a really good 
tier. So there's not going to be a gore fiend or anything early on, which yeah. obviously was a big hit for a lot of guilds. It's going to be a good progress tier for them. Most bosses will probably take like 40, 50 wipes. It'll take them, like them for like a week to progress or something, and then they'll move on to the next boss the next week. And I think that's it for like a casual guild. Nice. And then they get to Agamar and Argos, and they're going to be there for a bit longer. Right. Yeah, it should be. Also, it's obviously. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Also, it's obviously really good because, like, if the earlier bosses are easy, like, more casual guilds will actually get to the later bosses faster. And that means that they actually got to see the bosses pre nerfed and actually see, like, uh, the harder challenges. Mm hmm. Yeah. I, I think. I think when it comes to these fights, uh, sorry to cut you off there, but no, uh, I think like one of the biggest things is just that tuning has been off. Like mm. a lot of the fights, like uh, that, that died really early on, like first day fights. Um, like they were good fights, but like the enrage timers just weren't right. Like a good example of that was like bridge boss, right, Boba Fett. Like uh, not, I mean, like you could seriously take your sweet time on that fight, and like on Coven, I don't know. It's just, it, it's weird. I think a lot of it just comes down to, like, specific tuning decisions that they make that, like, have been, like, the bigger contributors to why everything has kind of just been steamrolled at the start. I agree, definitely. I mean, if Carbon had 10% more HP, you would have to play the second Nature ads for sure. And I think, I mean, the healing ads and the healing ads, in my opinion, are the most difficult part of that fight. And then same well, with, like, the... Having to do that. Yeah, okay, sure, but did you 5 heal or 4 heal? Uh, we 4 heal, I believe. Okay. Wait, let me double check that. I'm not I'm not certain. <laughs> I mean, at least it's like it's the harder part of the fight that we were able to skip it like really easy and like six healing Imanar because like the is a lot of HPS and you can still like make it during Berserk. That's like if that boss had like ten percent more HP as well, it's like you would have to five heal would be a lot more challenge. Challenging yeah, yeah. at least. Yeah, so we actually we four healed uh Coven, but I mean, you know, we're gonna break into this at some point, but this just goes to show the kind of class stacking that brings so much value to this fight because we we didn't have as many like warlocks or sprees. So <laughs> yeah, don't don't spoil that part of the second half of the show where we're just gonna talk oh, about yeah, Coven for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't bring that up yet. But so the the, the back and forth that I want to get into after you guys open with that is that there is there is a disconnect with understanding. For some reason, even though it keeps happening, at least until Battle for Azeroth, if Froth wants to change anything in this regard. So there are two simple words that come out, and I only do one of them, but every other guild out there does a whole lot of... a whole lot more of this. And it's existed since Wrath of the Lich King. Blizzard sort of made it happen. They brought this upon themselves, ourselves, whatever. So split raids... More specifically, split raids and the nonsense involved with it. To put it in perspective, at least in a math sense, just for before I open this up to you guys, is that if, like, I, I'm doing, I do two heroics and two normals the first week, and then we did two more heroics, right? There are 11 bosses. And you get so much loot per run. But if you wanted to do, like, what you guys are doing, the four, five, six, seven, splits you physically go in to a raid now because of how titan forging works and how high a level our, our legendaries are you're going in and mythic drops 960 but your guys like average guild eye level is like 954 955 right 
your five eye levels lower than the instances when it's like when it drops and normally there's like a 15 eye level like lowering of what it's scaled for so obviously how does blizzard make it difficult ish mathematically right going back to what scott said when you're almost at the eye level that drops you're almost like not getting upgrades because <laughs> you already have that gear so i don't know pre well, or, or can i go to you because i i was making, well, I'm picking on Scott, really quickly yeah. on that yeah. it's like it looks kind of weird as well because you have two legendaries right now right that are 1009th level and then sure. the weapon in general is like really high as well yeah so you, you still get like a lot of upgrades from mythic i don't think there's many people that couldn't get an upgrade at least sure it does help but yeah titan of watching is uh it does make it easier as well mm -hmm. it's, it's just the actual sheer number of items you can accrue through split rating through heroic and normal and then again when you like you have to you push your first week of mythics and you just usually go back and do splits again it's just, I don't think it's it's an, it's an unintentional way that Blizzard can't really react, and the community just keeps throwing it out there, just like it's it's the ugh, it's Blizzard's fault for doing this. But I mean, you guys you choose to do it, so I don't know. Preheat, what have you guys done with? Um, I can bring up this because you guys had seven splits, correct? Yes. So I'm gonna bring uh, up at this, least heroic week. Yes. Right, heroic week. So I'm gonna bring up an image. You want to like talk to you about? Yeah, yeah, How absolutely. How splits work for you guys? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's up now. So we spent a lot of time looking at the spreadsheets, a couple people in the guild, and we figure out how we can fit this Rubik's Cube together, basically. Um, but uh, the idea here is obviously everyone knows how splits work, right? You just want to get as many people in there to get the gear and not have as many, or not have any conflicts, hopefully. Um, you know, sometimes there's going to be conflicts. There's always going to be conflicts unless you have 20 different splits, right? Right. Um, but uh, but you make do with the you know the best you can do with that and I mean I don't think there's anyone out there who loves splits right like there might be some people who are maybe like lukewarm on it but um, I don't know it, and the point was made like yeah we choose to do it but it's also like it's part of being competitive mm -hmm. right like we could also choose like not to day raid the first day right but like that would just be like a really bad decision to like still be competitive so players are always going to take like the path of least resistance when it comes to things like this and in gearing this is just too much of an opportunity to overlook so. yeah well and and i mean blizzard has uh only made it more attractive with the uh, titan forging having basically no cap uh, yeah back in warlords when you could only get uh say five eye level for uh your warforge and that was it i mean splits were still valuable of course because tier um and trinkets and things like that but when you can add, you know, when you can get mythic gear out of heroic, there's the more loot that you generate, the better overall. Yep. Mythic gear out of normal. Yeah, out of LFR. <laughs> out of LFR. Don't, yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. We all love it, and we all love our Arcano crystals too. So. Mm -mm. I got mine. How about you? I finally <laughs> replaced mine. You haven't replaced yours yet, Kana. What? Nah, do you it's nine fifteen. It's hard to replace. Nine fifteen. Nine fifteen. Yeah, I only had an 880, so I finally replaced yeah, it. Yeah, you can replace it really easy. Well, I've it got... was 60 eye levels to the Agrimar trinket. Yeah, okay, I, I can replace it finally. Good. Finally. <laughs> I mean, I, was, I have two BTIs as well. 930. Uh, Shut up! Stop. Stop. Don't talk to me about that trinket. It's it's supposed to be dead and gone. That was tier 0. We're in tier 3 now, okay? Shh. Yeah. Let's just make the best trinket of the game in the whole game drop from a weekly boss. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
It doesn't spawn. Yeah, every that's week. interesting. I mean, hmm, if they're right. if they're if they're prepping to get rid of tier, um, true. A lot of people are okay with getting rid of tier right now because of the system. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that's gym. Well, that? you talk about with their gym. Get out of here. Get out of here. There is an Arcano crystal in Froth. It comes from a dungeon. Because you could get it at BlizzCon. People were already getting it and spending oh, it yeah, in general yeah, yeah. chat. So, but it looks like it's garbage because it's a dungeon trinket. But that means it's still going to be like way, you know, because Mythic Plus obviously is. Anyway, stupid trinket aside, the pre he you touched on this because the community breakdown sort of happens into like this hardcore raider burnout. And it's, it's the part of being competitive when split raids. I understand. Right? But if Blizzard actually found a way to remove them, like if they were not a thing you could actually physically do for no discernible gain, would the self-inflicted split raid madness stop? And you'd only just run like your normal and heroic, and then you you have your mains, and then you just kind of go into next week and do like heroic again, and then just start mythic. Right? Like, is that a world that could exist? Uh, I definitely don't have a solution, um, and I don't see any way for it to be fixed. So, if there was some like magical way it could stop existing, then that would be excellent. But I I just don't know of any way for this to like finally be put down and everyone be happy. You know what I mean? Well, and so, furthermore on that, sorry, uh, is that um, with the current meta of rating too, you want to have as many geared tunes as possible. You want to have your five Warlocks and five Sprees and five Boomkins or whatever the requires. Uh, mm -hmm. And split rating really offers that. So even if they found a way for you to not funnel tunes, you would still run multiple raids opening week, guaranteed. I think that that's less of an egregious problem gearing multiple yeah. tunes than actually doing six or seven, or in this case, six, seven heroic and then six, seven normal the first week to funnel like all the tokens to one, you know, all to Kana or all to Roger or all to, you know, whoever, right? Like that, that's, that's not an intentional way to put an entire raid's worth of gear on one person. That's not intentional, right? Like, it, it, and you're talking about, um, let me, let me find this image real quick here. Why, why would you need, I need this. Wow, progress is so slow right now. Oh, you meet my, you meet my chest. <sighs> it's beautiful. Please wait. I have actually my Craig guess while we're getting it. Wait, I'll link it on Discord. And my, uh, and Zerus's cloak as well. So wait, you're talking, who would need, who would need five Affliction Warlocks? What's, what's this mean? What's this, huh? Five Affliction Warlocks and, uh, and three Shadow Priests, three Balanced Druids. Class stacking will always exist, right? Based on the encounter. And gearing up your characters through multiple runs is fine. But obviously there's a discernible difference between your Warlock named Death at 949 versus Zyronix at 955 <laughs> there's a difference right and there's a huge difference in how much gear can be funneled to a person with splits right yeah and but <laughs> the point remains that a, a 940 warlock is going to do better on that fight than the 955 non moonkin non shadow priest <sighs> non warlock right sure, so right it's one of those things you know um yeah, yeah i mean so, like, going back to the point of split rating versus, like, alt rating, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I love the fact that we get to see the instance multiple times, right? Like, that, that is, like, such a good way to, like, train people. And, like, everyone just kind of gets to see it, gets to get into the rhythm of the fights. It's, mm -hmm. like, 
uh, you know, it's like a really good practice time. Um, but the problem is, is whenever it gets to like split six and you're like, oh God, <laughs> we still have five normals and one more of these to go, you know, yeah. like that's when you're like, you're, <laughs> that's when your bones are breaking and you just can't believe that you still have to keep going. But, uh, you know, people need their four pieces. So you just, you can just keep doing it. Until, until Battle for Azeroth. And then all you need is your three pieces of Azerite gear. You got to funnel those to armor types. So it, it... yeah. And your trinkets and weapons, yep. mm -hmm. so on and so forth. But what makes fifth rating a lot better is then removing Legendary's artifact power and title fortune. Just a suggestion, Blizzard. Yeah, especially the one that uh, he said last. That one. <laughs> I, take, I take all three at this point. I take all three. Yeah. I'll take one. I mean, I'm ha like, just anything, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyone else, like, more excited when they heard the announcement of BFA about the stuff they were removing? than the stuff that we are getting. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Artifact Power 2.0 is just, you know, the Azerite, which is automatically picks up, right? It probably has, like, a static value. But then once Ian was just, like, Titan Forging is staying, there was, like, this audible groan that just hit the whole convention. Like, oh, man. So I think that <sighs> the solution is simple, is that the previous difficulty should be able to roll up to the next difficulty and stop there. And the sure. mythic should only be able to go five up, period. And I think that yep. that makes the LFR people happy. It makes the normal people happy, heroic people happy. And it also, I mean, if they don't want to get rid of it for mythics, then that's fine. Just keep it right there. Or yeah. at the very least, do not let LFR gear roll higher than base mythic. Right, right? sure. <laughs> yeah, or maybe like a, yeah, like a two difficulty jump. You shouldn't be able to roll higher yeah. than heroic. Yeah, yeah. that nine twenty five suck of the draw of souls was uh, that was painful to watch. The one from and, LFR. And Ian's Ian's counterance to all of this, right, to the whole Titan forging argument, is that these are white whales that are happening, right? They're super rare, and those people are really lucky, and it, it happens, but. That still doesn't change the fact that it disproportionately gives different RNG values on key pieces, barring RNG, to top guilds, to certain, spe to certain specs and players involved in that, right? Like, it's, yeah. it still happens. And the funny thing that I thought that happened, too, it came out of an interview, right? Not mine from BlizzCon, but it came out that maybe Titan Forging is happening too often, so we'll make adjustments to that. <laughs> How how many times have you killed a boss in Antora so far? And every piece is Titan Forged. Every piece. It's like Occasionally. I remember watching Chingli's history. They were going for like world first normal Argus or something. Yeah. And they killed normal Garofi and it dropped like a nine eighty five relic. Mm -hmm. And we're like, Yeah, okay, we're done. Mm -hmm. We're farming normals, boys, let's you go. Why yeah, even whenever do that higher... happens, we're like, who seeded this instance? Please tell us. And then yeah. we just use them every week until it doesn't work anymore. Oh yeah. Yes. We... That mumbo jumbo that we used to think happened. <laughs> Seeding totally loot week. Yeah. It doesn't... So, like, here's my argument, right? Like, if it's okay. so rare, then, like, why not just get rid of it? You know, like, if it's really that rare, then, like, who cares if it's gone, right? Right. Like, what's the difference then? Like, oh, it's so rare. It never happens. So, it's not an issue. Okay. Well, don't make it happen then. And it's essentially the same thing if it's really as rare as you're saying. So, we think, we think it's a problem now. And in, in a certain sense, like with, with this guy down below talking about his stupid 930 bloodthirsty instinct that literally rolled up like 80 eye levels or whatever, uh, that's a problem in its own microcosm. But we're losing artifact weapons in the next expansion and we're getting regular weapons. 
who remembers the time that weapon damage is such a huge component for certain specs and then nothing for others, and when Titan Forging hits weapons again... Method, <coughs> and then <met> hunters. <laughs> right. So this is not going to go away. It's only become more of a problem when really integral parts, because trinkets only add so much damage, right? They're they're always just like parts of the, the equation. But a really good two-handed weapon on an arms warrior is suddenly a huge different playing field for that player. And it's going to happen. Yeah. Weapon Titan we'll Forging see. is going to be just... I mean, some level of RNG is always going to be busted in the game, and that's like yeah. that's that's part of the game's line, which is not necessarily sure. a problem. But what what would continue to be a problem is if a mythic raider who maybe has cleared the instance on mythic already is still required or not necessarily required, but feels compelled to go into LFR each week, and mm. it bas it's basically like killing boars and Elwyn to get a best in slot like Trinket. Like yeah. you don't, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You're like, come on, like this is, I should be past this. I should have progressed past this like system in the game. Yeah, you 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 never outgrow content with Titan Forging like this, right? Mm -hmm. Like no matter what, you're always going back to the old raids because there might be a trinket there that if it rolled higher, it would be better than what you have. Maybe you're like a mage and your you know Sentinel medallion is still going to be like your best in slot trinket for arcane if you play that like forever, even better than the one thousand iron level drop, right? Like mm -hmm. if it maxes out, right? So like you just never outgrow content and having to go back and do all that stuff, it just adds more and more to do. And Which, I don't think that's necessarily a good thing when it comes to rating. Healthy longevity of the content in your game is good in some respects. Obviously no one can disagree with the fact that Mythic Plus was a huge thumbs up overall for the state of the game. But the fact that, and again, picking on Kana again, one of the best trinkets in the game for melee DPS hunters, the Bloodthirsty Instinct, which comes from Ursoc, if you get lucky, that's still way better than anything that's currently in the game, even at higher eye levels. And that's just not, or, I'm, I, yeah, Brand brings up Convergence of Fate. I have to talk about it. Even though it's been nerfed like 17 times so far, it's still... Who'd have thought cooldown reduction is strong? Like, we didn't learn that from the Assurance of Consequence in Minister Pandaria. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think that that's the, it's a whole other problem that we kind of have in this expansion is that from tier to tier, uh, there hasn't been really an increase in the power of trinkets, and there hasn't really been better tier set bonuses overall. Like, some classes really benefit from their new tier, but mm -hmm. for a lot of classes, they're still running tier 20, they're still running tier 19 with tier 21 available to them. Yep, and same goes with trinkets. Same goes with some other pieces. I mean that that I think is a design flaw in that they used to with the first tier it was badly itemized. It was like you know not very good trinkets. The set bonuses were meh. So that then that throughout the expansion by the end of the last tier they can have really good trinkets, really good set bonuses, and we've we haven't seen that at all. The set bonuses are are pretty lackluster. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, it's still to the point where, like, for a Frost Mage, it could be worthwhile for you to farm Mythic Nighthold to try and get your two-piece. So you can run two-piece, four-piece. Yeah. Yep. Running, right now, running two-piece, two-piece, two-piece is actually viable yeah. uh, at my level. Uh, I know yeah. there's an uh, announcement uh, shaman somewhere who actually managed to farm, like, two pieces of Nighthold, like, 950. So he's running, like, some really weird things with, like, Bracer, Twisting Nether Ring, and then, like, two-piece, four-piece. Uh, and it seems higher from the Lego Gloves, which is just, like... Complete bullshit. We need to tell Senpai about that. That shouldn't happen. Just gonna get get word up yeah, on I, to I told him to literally stop doing this because it's just gonna create more issues. Yeah. yeah. Like so it's just going to cause hot fixes, which wouldn't be too bad, but 
So why isn't like the new four piece just like mutually exclusive with the old two piece, right? Like they, you know, the the approach they always take is like they they nerf the old like two piece four piece, which affects guilds that you know may not necessarily be at a point where they can get the new four pieces, right? So like right. that's kind of detrimental to those guilds. And the easy solution is just make it so that if you get the new four piece, then the old two piece is no longer active, right? Yep. I don't understand why this wasn't immediately or... done. It's a small they, indie company, and we just don't have the technology. I mean, well, they could on, also just on. make proper four pieces. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it lies the fault lies with Blizzard for just making like really bad four pieces, and there's like feedback there. Yeah, like hunters are like, "Hey guys, we won't use this four piece because most bosses are single target, and this is an AOE only piece. It doesn't affect single target. Maybe mm -hmm. you should consider changing it. They just don't. It's like, what are you expecting that's going to happen? They're still using like." Tier 20 now, they're still farming two of Garrus this week to try and get higher pieces. This, I mean, they should listen to feedback about those things and actually like do something about it. This whole this whole bubble what we're we're talking about right now, and this whole thing, right? And many of the people that are you're listening to this right now, or eventually on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, right, the audio only, or on YouTube, that this is not just this water cooler of the best players in the world just bitching about something that only affects them. The trickle-down effect of split raids or this gearing system or tier sets all funnels into, well, how are guides written for the general player base? How are Icy Veins and Wowhead guides put together? What information do they say? Do they just generalize things? Or do they try to get really min-maxi with like, well, if you actually do all of this madness, then you will perform better from like a DPS standpoint, right? Or a lot of the tanks right now don't even go for their tier set. They just stack highest eye level gear. Because it's just like, it's, we're back to the whole HP, effective health, madness, right? Their tier set bonuses just don't do enough. They're just... Pfft. And that all trickles down to everyone in different echelons. Because you want to figure out, like, well, I just came back to the game. I'm jumping my normal group on the weekends. What should I gear? Like, do I need these legendaries? Do I need this set bonus? Do I need these trinkets? What ones should I go for? It all... It all comes back around. So it, it starts at the top yeah. because they figure all this nitty-gritty stuff out and then it all just goes down the hill. So it affects yeah, well, everyone. In some cases, uh, communities, certain specs or classes only have like maybe one theory crafter and sometimes they yeah. go months without one. And so if that theory crafter is the only person rating top end and they get burnt out because of these systems, then the entire community suffers for not having those guides anymore or those theory craftings or anything like that. Yep. Thank you, Word Up. <laughs> yeah, Word Up, don't go anywhere, please. You know? So yeah. it's that's it's a very real thing for sure. And I guess I'll interject real quick with my with my solution, I suppose. The only thing I can think of to kill split rating, and then I'll get your feedback on this and then we'll move on. Makes loot super boring. And then we've talked about this a couple different times on my stream recently just to get like a litmus test from chat, right? The only way I can think of that makes it work to kill split raids, you can still do your alt raids to gear alts for like class stacking, which the top kills will always do. But to kill split raiding, all the raid difficulties and every raid it individually has to go to a currency system. And you earn currency and you buy gear from a vendor. So there's normal currency, heroic currency, mythic currency. You only can earn X amount per boss, per reset, per difficulty, period. 
So you can't class stack. There's no loot funneling, right? It doesn't exist. Bosses can drop like transmog gear, mounts, pets, vanity crap, whatever. But that way, you physically cannot go one run and put all of your loot on Roger Brown for 11 bosses. Twice. <laughs> right? <laughs> you just can't do that because it doesn't exist, right? You can't, you can't, it won't happen. But that makes loot super boring. Obviously. I think... Go for it, Kana. Like, to me, that the only issue is that we're going to have so little loot. It's like, what's going to happen to the world first race? Is it going to be like a two-month-long race because we don't have mm. enough gear? It's true. Yeah. It's going to, like... I wonder... Yeah. Go. I, I'm sorry. I wonder if you could split the difference and just make tier on a currency system. Oh. Yeah. All the rest of the loot. I think it's fine the way it is. And I mean, I don't think, like I said, you can ever really stop split rating, but you can dissuade it and sure. reduce how mandatory it is. And so I think that might be a good solution the only question is is if blizzard is really sold on their titan forging how do you integrate titan forging into a vendor system and how badly would that feel to turn in your tokens and not roll well yeah that, uh, yeah go ahead preheat whenever i think of stuff like this i i'm just assuming that titan forging isn't a thing anymore because it breaks everything <laughs> right yeah. so yeah. assuming that um yeah i mean like i really like the old system right where like valor was a thing that you used to like upgrade your items Right, but think about it. Right, if you include that in Titan Forging, bam, system breaks. Um, I think that it was great whenever you could buy specific items from the vendor. Uh, I think that they've had a lot of good solutions to these problems in the past, and they've just kind of moved away from them for one mm -hmm. reason or another. And maybe it might be time to revisit some of that stuff. Uh, but yeah, I think a currency-based thing is a good idea. Uh, maybe not necessarily for all gear, but like having the option to get a specific thing right. Because there are a lot of situations where there's like one piece that's kind of make or break. Where, like, you need, like, the, the starter pack, right? So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like, uh, like back in, um, back in, uh, you know, the Gold'an days, uh, there was, like, the Warrior starter pack, right? It's, like, you have to have the four pieces of tier, the two legendaries, the, your trinket locked to Convergence of Fate, uh, you know, it, it, there's a lot of situations like that where WoW almost becomes, like, Diablo, where you, like, have to have the setup, Mm -hmm. And I think that if you could maybe uh, wiggle a little bit with one of those pieces and be able to get it from a, a vendor, like for currency, that would be awesome. Yeah, there. I think some combination of that is is down the right path for sure. Yeah, there could be because like Azerite gear, uh, the 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 Titan forging system always comes back around to well, why is it just like Valor upgrades? where you choose and you upgrade your own pieces and this madness RNG world doesn't exist anymore. Because as a parallel in a raid encounter, some RNG, good. Mythicalia. Can we get some final rights in chat for Mythicalia, right? Like, come on. But, Mythic killed Jaden. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So... But then the same thing happens with, like, the gearing platform that we all play, that we all run this treadmill. Some RNG? All right. Too much RNG. Titan forging, war forging, sockets. Obviously, loot that drops in the first place is random. The, the, the new dissuading of split raids with the Paragon Path of the Titans trinkets? That doesn't dissuade split raids, Ian. I'm sorry. It doesn't. It, yeah, it, yeah. it encourages it. So without, yeah, without RNG, it's not a game, right? Like there has to be random sure. stuff happening. Yeah. The problem is, is whenever you make the game into a pachinko machine where you're just every boss, you're just pulling the arm 
and nine times out of ten you get nothing out and then that one time you get like something that's maybe useful right and yeah. all you do is you sit there at the machine and you're just pulling that arm all day that's when it's a problem yep. and that's where we're at right now in legion so yep for sure and uh, someone is saying in the chat, push personal loot, it wouldn't help. If you no. would go personal, we would split even more to get higher art level alts, so we can actually trade those things. Yeah, you just yeah. trade, you yeah. just trade it. And then if they made push personal untradeable loot, that's just toxic for all other guilds, right? That, that hurts, like, the casual guilds, because you could go, I'm gonna jump in with my, my friends and family guild on Friday night and get nothing. Alright, well, I had fun, but then, you know, I'll go next week, and I got nothing. Uh, yeah. I'm solving fun with my friends, but I'm going to go the third weekend and I get nothing. Yeah, so, and then you add Titanforge in and just imagine how long it would take for someone to get an upgrade, right? Right. Just oh, imagine yeah. like streamers like Nagura, they wouldn't be able to gear the ult, they'll just go in their red like, with like 20 red paladins in the in the, in the group and nothing would happen. I don't know if that's shade to Nagura or not, but like... That... Nah, we're good friends. Okay, it's true. It's just... The thing is like a token-based system also, or like a currency-based system helps the more casual guilds but then maybe hurts the top end but as pre opened the show with i don't think any of the top end guilds would be sad to see split ratings go because you could actually have time to play other games maybe <laughs> like maybe for like that first or live time. your life or yeah exactly go <laughs> yeah world of real life really What's high resolution good graphics maybe one day maybe one day yeah the respawn system sucks though yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it's Hardcore terrible. mode. So yeah, like, I don't. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, it, it's okay. <laughs> so I don't. I don't know why they don't just make the the tokens Titan Forge. Why oh, is it gotta be God. after? <laughs> please, <sighs> please preheat. You're preaching to the choir right now. I th I think so. This is my theory. Tinfoil hat is <clears throat> on right now. Make sure you put yours on while right, you listen to right. this. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, I think that these are like little things they're doing to kind of incentivize personal loot. I think that like as we move forward, there are like little things that you see, right? It's like the tier gear, how it works. That just totally does not work with how uh, with how Master Loot works. Yeah. And then you have stuff like the Argus trinkets, right? Uh, stuff like the legendary system. Like there's little things that they do where there's like a slight disadvantage. And I feel like as time progresses, there's just going to be more things with that kind of being the system, right? Like, there's, right. like, little things they do. They're just trying to shove us not just in that direction. Yeah, those trinkets worked out really great. Glad they did it. <sighs> well, at least we found this out after the reset. At least the, the, the Path of the Titans upgrade tokens always drop regardless of if you have a trinket or not. Because that information from the PTR was a complete shit show. Because if you, it takes 12 weeks to upgrade the damn thing. And if you never get it for weeks and you don't get the upgrade trinket, you're just behind. So they, they, they fix certain things, but they still. Yeah. I mean, no, they, most think, classes... they definitely think about this stuff a lot. I just think they're yeah. scared changes. And I don't think they need mm. to be. Like, I think there, there's not like some sensitive ecosystem that's going to be like massively upset if they were to just one tier try something like one of these solutions. I think most yeah. people would welcome it and be like, that didn't work. Let's try something else. Or that did. Let's keep it, you know? Right. I mean, we're already the testing their content. Go for it. I game. feel like the <laughs> like the upgrade items always dropping is kind of pointless because ninety percent of the classes will want the Lego trinket anyway. They're just waiting till the, the one. If they get an upgrade or not, they'll be disappointed. They just want legendary. Well, yeah, well, you and I, we want Golgoneths. I got mine, luckily enough, on our first kill. But then they nerfed it, of course, like right after. I get it. Sure, thanks. It's gonna happen. Of course. At obviously. least it's not twenty five percent of your damage anymore. <laughs> no, like eight. 
8%. I still need mine, actually. I only have the... I took the elemental one. I got it first week. Oh, ah, oh, ah, oh, crap. That was a mistake. Uh, I regret it. But, uh, so I guess the, the don't risk it, I want to tagline this real quick with the gray area discussion that always comes up that you all three have different things you can you can touch on with this before we move on. So uh, the, the topic I have here is don't risk it, account sharing of real money sales. Just stop. <laughs> but Cease. Cease. But I guess I'll, I'll toss it over to, to Preheat first uh, just because of um, reasons. You can yeah. go for it. Yeah, we don't do any of that stuff anymore. Uh, and it's and it, it is so easy to get caught that you actually have to be completely out of your mind to keep doing this sort of thing, right? Like, uh, especially when it comes to the account sharing stuff, um, you know, like you're going to get caught and people are getting caught even for not really doing it. Like it's a lot of false positives too. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like I think that they've really cracked down um, you know, they said initially that they were going to start cracking down. We stopped doing sales. Uh, and then, you know, we still got cracked down, which is fine. You know, we made those mistakes. We held accountability for that. Like, that was on us. We don't do any more. But, guys, it's not worth it. And uh, I think everyone kind of knows that by now, right? Everyone who's still playing, at least. <laughs> Maybe the people who aren't uh, don't know. But, yeah. yeah There's okay. not really much. Go ahead. No, I said, yeah, you can add whatever you'd like because it's just, this is your topic. So you guys can open floors for you. Yeah. Uh, and then, like with boss bugs, like that, that one's a little bit more ambiguous, right? Like, for instance, if you, and I'll kind of get more into this later, but like with Kenny G, right? The, uh, the boy who spawns the, the annihilators, uh, that oh, boss, like, there's like a bug. Like, yeah, Kenny G. <laughs> <laughs> oh hi peaches how's it going uh he's he's hanging out with me um nice. yeah anyways with that boss uh you know there's like a bug that happens like just completely randomly right well it's not really random but it will happen right just like depending on timers um stuff like that super scary right you like mm -hmm. you don't want to be like the word for, world first kill of a boss having like a slight on your on your kill video mm -hmm. or your your logs for the boss right uh, so sometimes it's like really hard to avoid this kind of stuff. Like people notice it immediately. Um, and there are, I'm not going to name any names, but there, there's at least one guild that definitely went out of their way to exploit that. And we shall see if there will be action taken against them. Not anyone here. Uh, but yeah, I think that um, of all of the guests here on the show right now, like I think that the bug, the only video where the bug didn't happen might have actually been our kill. Because it was that, it was that common, right? Ew, gross. And it was tough to avoid, too, because you, you never yeah. knew. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Arrives that would, but, I mean, yeah, with, like, I mean, with all that stuff, too, I mean, you just, you just, <laughs> it feels so bad to be banned, guys. Don't, don't mess with it. Uh, I, I was banned back in Warlords of Draenor. Um, learned my lesson. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, like, like you said, there's not much you can add. Uh, with the account sharing stuff, uh, to, like, expand on this, guys, even if you're playing on an account that is under a different name, um, you could get flagged. So yeah. you should either petition a GM to prove that that's your account and have the name changed correctly or start playing on a new account um, ahead of time. Watch out for that. Uh, obviously, real money sales, that they've shown that that's done and you better not do it anymore because uh, people are getting banned left and right for that. And yeah, with boss and stuff, like he said, like so preheat and limit, um, especially like on the Tuesday, are held to a different standard, um, such as Method and Exorcist are uh, when they're getting world first kills. 
once the world's first kill is clean and done, some guilds think that they're like more in the safe zone and they can take advantage of those bugs because they aren't the world first kill. And that there's some amount of that that might be true, but if you if you're shown to exploit it, uh, I mean, you're playing with fire, a bad kind of fire. Mm-hmm. I almost I almost feel like right now we're like uh, if you ever did one of these I don't know if, if you grew up in the Bible Belt but I feel like we're almost like handing out abstinence pledges right now like <laughs> don't do this I want you to sign your name right here that you're never gonna do this that's your pamphlet yeah. that's your pamphlet uh, yeah. yeah it's not yeah. yeah not meant to be preachy uh, I'm just speaking sure. from personal experience trust me you you don't want to be messing with that mm-hmm. and uh, we don't and you know it's it's good. It's good to be able to talk about this stuff, right? I wouldn't be able to talk about all this stuff if you were banned. If we were secretly <laughs> harboring like all of these skeletons yeah. in our closet, still, right? Sure. So, Kana, you've been quiet. Yeah, I mean, I'm, <laughs> an innocent, I'm, I'm an innocent little boy. I don't boost. I don't do anything of that. I don't account share, so I haven't been banned. That's why I got this beautiful chair from Method, and uh, all 27 members of Method have a chair, so. We only had a couple of people go on like a six month long vacation and then they came back and forgot the password, so I needed a new account. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. Weird. That's how it works. Uh, how, yeah. how does that happen? That's that's strange. too hard, like... hit their hats. I mean, oh. they do. Yeah, fair enough. It's it's this gray area has existed in World of Warcraft top end community for a very long time. And obviously the improvements to Warden and they there was a blue post last Tuesday, I think. That, like officially like put out there that, you know, we're watching. Don't do anything stupid. Right? So just just don't, right? Just Am I right, watcher? <laughs> no, dude. Oh, come on. Okay, it's fine. Ah, just <laughs> If you if you, just leave. if you did that and yeah. turned on disco lights, it would have been fine, but you don't have disco lights. Like, see, do can of turn them on. Do it. There there we go. There they go. There you go. Sure. Goodbye, bitrate. Yeah, it totally crushed. <laughs> Poor Discord. But uh, anything else about that section before we move on? I want to break down stuff about some of these bosses real quick. So, good to go. Anything else? All okay. set? Sounds good. Alrighty. Well, real quick, again... If you missed any of these shows or the past ones, they all go up on YouTube. Links are down below on Twitch, of course, or YouTube at Final Boss Wow. Additionally, all the shows go audio only. Those go on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music, as well as the RSS feed on the website. And I still need to work on the RSS feed for Patreon because there are more podcasts if you feel so inclined to dive into the BTS section, which means behind the scenes, not before the show, zillions. Jeez. But again, those are all listed over here on the Patreon page. If you want to help support the show and keep the live streams coming, there are currently 28 podcasts right now, and they're all at the $2 tier. They're all about an hour-ish or so, unless it's the one with uh, with Preacher and myself for like the, the pre-BlizzCon. That was like two hours of just complete madness. So... But again, real quick, thank you to Truffles, Ludovicus, Tazlin, R4, Dalthier, Screwsless, Mia, Druish, and Chaos for the assistant producer pledges. And of course, everyone else that keeps the show rolling. And if you want to support the show in a more physical way, of course, you can do that over on the apparel store. We have a whole bunch of... Ugh, we have so many designs that are on the way. This limited edition one will be leaving shortly. But these also support the show and keep them coming every Sunday as often as we can. So if you want 
myself all over you, you could do that. That's this is this is such a meme. Just get this and wear it and send me selfies. That would make me really happy. But you can check those out right there, of course. Some of the updates to Patreon are that new designs will just be shipped to you if you're at the right tier. You just get the shirt, right? You just right so it comes out, you get it. So if that's interesting to you, if it's a shirt, hoodie, sweatshirt, whatever. And uh, for those that are curious, we are working on the underwear, both men and women's. It's it's happening just slowly as we try to figure out where it can... Because people keep asking about it. I don't know why. It's, it's a thing. Also, pillowcases... And at some point in time, a body pillow. I don't know what's wrong with you people, but that's a thing that'll happen. But if you're on YouTube right now, you hit the subscribe button, of course, or you hit the one that's up, like, right there on Twitch if you like to. That way, you would support the show and keep them coming. There are class update shows in the future. There are community spotlight shows next week, actually. It's a teaser. We're doing the, the year-end, like, Winter Veil holiday special. There's a week of giveaways happening on the live stream, plus... Next Sunday, I'm sitting down with my bald, bearded, beautiful best friend forever, Brutal, as well as Trade Chat. Panzer is here with us next week, and we're just going to talk about WoW for like two hours. That's next week. But the rest of today's show, I want to start breaking down the raid progress timeline here. So, let's see. On Method's website now, and this is the, the plug that I have to... to do because mama will get mad at me. I mean, it's the place everyone goes, right? There's only two places that really track all the rating stuff. But so, Method's website right now is tracking all of the raid progress. And there's already eight pages. No, there's not eight pages already of just this raid. Really? Holy crap. But this top one is funny for me. You guys opened this up at the beginning of the show. So, the Chinese WoW scene, they are streaming. The final bit so you can actually see argus being progressed on now kana do you know how this tier is a little different but has anything changed or any options looking at going forward with uh, battle for azeroth about changing up like the streaming thought I mean, or how kill videos will be released is anything gonna is there gonna be like a powwow behind the scenes that'll change like the the five kill unspoken rule kind of deal or or because they just stream everything when they get to it. And that sort of ruins a lot of the mystique, does it? When, when we... I mean, we try to release our videos still on... Like, if we get first, then we will release a video first. If we, if we don't, then we let other people generally still release it first. I don't think anything changed in that. And about streaming, that is really just dependent on either exercises or method stopping rating. As long as there's competition, there won't be a stream of world-first rating at all. Uh, as long as there's competition, if there's no competition, what's stopping you? Mm, okay. That's like what you have to ask, and okay. I feel like it would also be, I don't know if I would really want it to be streamed, because at the end of the day, it's a hobby. Like, you, you yeah. right now you sign up to World's First Rating knowing that you're not going to make any money out of it. Right. Um, and if suddenly streaming would become a thing, it's it's just going to be awkward with money. Like, Sko would gain 20 times more money than I, for example, would from streaming it, from subs and ad revenue and all those things. So how are you going to deal with that? And mm. that, there's a lot of, I feel like, internal issues that could happen when you actually want to start streaming outside of like people performing worse because they're either reading Twitch chat or they're like not listening to tactics because they're actually talking to it and stuff like that. So I don't know how it would work in a world first guild. And personally, I would rather see it not happen. But okay. I can understand if it's like a guild decision that you just have to go with it. 
create anything to follow up that with? Yeah, so I think we're more on the method side of things uh, when it comes to streaming than the big dumb guild side. Whenever it comes to like, even if a perfect situation arose, right? Let's say ideally we had no competition and we could just stream to our heart's content, right? There's still like problems, I guess. Like, you know, there are like some players who don't necessarily want to be streamed during their progression, right? you know? Like, and it, it kind of changes the dynamic. Like, even even if you say, like, oh, yeah, everyone's fine with streaming. No one has an issue with it. No one changes how they play. Like, that's not 100% true. Like, nah, it, it's so. never going to be 100% true, right? Like, there's always going to be some small changes in how people are playing. And uh, I think that, like, the kill video is being released by the, the guild who killed it first. Uh, you know, once there's, like, five kills or whatever. Like, that system has worked really well. And we will continue to respect that moving forward. Uh, but I think when it comes to streaming the bosses, I'm not like opposed to guilds doing it. I'm just going to say that we aren't going to do it. Mm -hmm. And you're last on this chopping block, Blue. Not to set you up for anything, but... Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. Right. Um, I mean, if we were... I don't know where we'd land. Like, if we were a seven-day guild or, or, you know, rated, um, you know, more than four hours each day or something like that, and we were really pushing... Then I might I might sign up on their side of things because it would be it, it's it's like borderline disrespectful to stream kills uh, while we we haven't seen like five guilds kill it and that's just kind of the etiquette in the rating scene. But part okay. of me also believes that going forward into rating into making like rating a viable sort of like PVE sport or um, you know to, to kind of bring the game up and to introduce more people into it and to give like really interesting behind the scenes stuff. I think streaming and um, like just giving all that like material to the community is key to that, and it's it's just tough because, I mean, you know, we we stream and the guilds at our level. I mean, they watch our streams, they get our strats and strats that they didn't make up, like that they were struggling on the boss prior, and then they raid more than us, but they saw our strats, so now they're gonna beat us to that kill. And like that sucks, but yeah, you know, I think overall it's we, you know we're a relatively casual guild raid schedule wise, and it just doesn't make sense to tell our players to not stream. It's something that they want to do. Okay. Yeah, you guys go hard. Like it's almost like a tradition to see like the big dumb guild kills like the first day or two in a row. Cause you just jump in there, and then after that, you just get not to be disrespectful, rolled past <laughs> by the top Excuse guilds. Me? So yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I mean we only raid the four days a week. Uh, right. It's just the day raid on the Tuesday, so we get past pretty quick over the weekend. We're stressing right now. Mm -hmm. Monday couldn't come soon enough, but yeah, hopefully we can uh, maintain some of this. There's there's a lot of little things to take into account there, I'm sure. But I was curious if that was changing. I know that Exorcist, uh, they've been back and forth on how they've been treated or how the raid team's been treated by Blizzard a couple of times because they've had, like, the two big Reddit posts. I've talked to them on the show before when I interviewed them recently. You can go, of course, check that episode out if you've missed it. Like, that was a whole big back and forth. That that they were this this dialogue, and even recently there was a tweet that was sent out about how Blizzard just straight up changes their strat they had for Agrimar as they're doing it, so they couldn't do it anymore, and that that keeps seeming to happen in the back end. I don't, it could, probably does with all of with the, at least with Method Limit and Exorcist in that regard because they're going to be changing things, fixing timings, whatever because they're watching you GM mode, but that the live beta testing the live Q&A that keeps happening with the top guilds obviously has to get to a breaking point where you're just like, all right, we're just, we're done with this. And if that rating scene changed, then 
if there's no competition, like Kana said, do they just stream everything? Like, it is it that would ruin the whole raid progression thing. So there's a lot of, I wonder where the straw that breaks the camel's back. I don't know where that would be at all. If well, it's tough. Yeah. Because, like, they would need to fundamentally change a lot in order to make it um, so that, like, there wasn't such a massive disparity from, like, what Method is doing and right. just, like, what the average, like, guild is doing. Because then they would just, average guilds would no longer make their own strats, and I think raiding would lose, like, a really fun part of it. Because they would mm. just watch, this is what Method did, here we go. Um, yeah. I think that's already kind of true, though. Like, I think most guilds yeah. use, like, the strat of whatever video they saw initially, right? And mm. sometimes it's funny, because sometimes you'll see, like, uh, it not really be that good of a strat, right? Like, sometimes. Um, I, I can't really give any, like, specific examples off the top of my head, but usually there's only, like, maybe one or two flavors of a strat, and everyone pretty much just follows. I mean, line. Maiden of Vigilance, for instance, would be a well, strat. Where, I mean, Method got baited, but... We got baited. Like, uh... we took a bullet for you guys. You can thank us for that one. <laughs> <laughs> For Explain. the people who didn't know, pretty yeah, much I mean, what happened was um, we were doing the solo tanking thing with the hammers, and Blizzard was like, uh, how about you stop this, or we will buff the amount of damage it does until you just literally can't do it. So we had to take the, the smashes with the group and the tanks to even, like, to kill it, yeah? And then after that, they just didn't fix anything, and other guilds did it, and they didn't do anything about that. So they just gave us, like, an extra 40 pools, pretty much, by taking a less effective uh, tactic. Mm. Thank you, yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, that's super weird. We actually had a, a different uh, going back to Kenny G, my favorite boss. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. not really, but uh, we actually had a very interesting strat initially on that fight, um, and we were getting like pretty far in. In fact, we were like probably one or two pulls off of a kill, and it was actually hot fixed mid pull. Mm. Uh, and we kind of had to redesign our strat. So yeah, it definitely happens. I think whenever it comes to being like a live QA tester, right? Uh, it all depends on, like, how egregious, like, the offense is. Uh, like, you have cer certain situations, like, for instance, uh, Kill Jaden, where it's like, why are we even trying on this boss? And luckily, like, Limit didn't really ever see, like, too much of that. Like, by the point we got there in TOS, like, most of that had been kind of figured out and in hotfixed. But, you know, sometimes it's, like, uh, a little absurd. Yeah, I mean, not to throw shade at Exorcist, because I actually love Exorcist so much, but uh, from what I understand, their strat uh, involved so many demon hunters, and that got hotfixed because they were dodging the stacks from the ads. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's that needs a hotfix. That's not I, a strat. It's I don't know viable. if they actually... I, I doubt they actually did that. Mm. I think it was more know. of a yeah, meme. I could be wrong. I, I doubted it. <laughs> I mean, I know there were some issues with, like, if you properly push the boss during a sequence, it would, like, not spawn wakes during the intermission. Uh, and that got hot fixed, and that changed the tactic a bit with like how you would push the boss and stuff, and how he would then come out after a phase. I kind of feel like they had the same hot fixes as we had. I think it. I'm not sure if it was specifically that, but I think it had to do with how the dot damage works with immunities, because we noticed that it actually was changed from the dot damage not affecting you while you're immune to it would still kill you while you're a nice block or whatever. Oh. Yeah, that was because we. We did notice that, so. Well. There was the point where we were like on PTRs, like how do we deal with this? Because there were like way more ads back then, I think. And we kind of figured, how about we just run fit like forty mages and we just <laughs> have them all run into the middle? Is everyone immune? It's like just like angst with off shamans and shit to keep the healers alive and bubbles and shit, and like tanks. I don't know how the fuck they would do it. We just res them up, I guess. Like that was literally like a thing that we had to consider, yeah. Mm. So we told this is like maybe you should look into immunities on this fight, and thankfully they actually did. 
Mm -hmm. They've yeah. definitely done some interesting forced changes to immunities in Entaurus, where you can immune like the damage, but say for on Imanar, you'll still get rooted, even though yeah. you're immune. Stuff like that they've definitely done. And if the dot it's ticks good. through ice blocks, because that's, I mean, Kana, you and I are t talking enhancement shaman to enhance shaman brother right now. The fact why we were so bad last raid tier is because we just died to everything because we couldn't do anything because all these immunity classes could ignore all this madness. But now because they even can't ignore all that madness, we're kind of like a little bit better. It's a little bit. Yeah, I just, so. I just made sure that I had a 20% 20, 20 affordance set ready for progress, <laughs> yeah. which... I have 13% I mean, right now, so I'm... Uh, yes! I have... Don't, I have uh, oh, go ahead. The only thing I can, like, change is, like, swap out my BTI that's 930 with sockets for the 935 that has affordance. That's the only thing I can swap out. So, to keep bringing up that damn trinket. Um, yeah, someone, someone just brought up a funny example. I actually for, had forgotten about uh, during Sisters, this is the last tier, right? Sure. Uh, you were actually able to like immune the uh, incorporal shot. Hi. Uh, oh. so, so, Hi. So we Thank were you. doing that. So so we were doing that, right? We were, mm -hmm. we were totally doing that. And so we're, we're about to kill the boss. Everything's going great. Mm -hmm. I get the incorporal shot. I'm like, all right, boys, let's do it. I immune. Turns out mid pull, they fixed that. Bam! I get instantly killed, Dead and the whole takes damage. We still kill it, but it's in the kill video. So people are like, they'll watch the video and they'll be like, "Why did you do that? Like, are you mm -hmm. an idiot? Why did you immune the incorporal shot?" It's like, dude, that worked. That got yeah. fixed mid pull, and I, I was murdered. Actually, it wasn't ice block; it was a bop. But yeah, yeah. I was, I was murdered. Yep. Sometimes, like the hot fixes benefit the like next guild's coming. In your case, that that almost screwed you guys. But like you know, mm -hmm. it's a good example. Um, is that Imanar? Uh, it was missing a mechanic for method and everyone else. Uh, the bridge used to just DC half your raid uh, the whole time. <laughs> oh, oh that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had that. We uh, we, we would have okay. two shot at the fights, but it took us a laughing twelve pulls because we set the seventy men to fight with six yeah. healers. Our tank DC'd every transmission oh. for the entirety of Prague. Yeah, we had probably three or four other people consistently offline. They fixed yeah, it a little bit, but we had like had it. <laughs> we had like three of our best players. We had the bench on that fight just because they were having DC I know, issues. Yeah, that's luckily it wasn't mechanic. tank or healer. So yeah, that, that mechanic is you're just yeah. DC. Yeah, yeah, like so our tank would... fox would come back online and come back to the fight with like seven or eight stacks of the rocket from the bridge. Mm, exactly. <laughs> we just like sack them and heal them through it. Nice. Seems good. Yeah. All I'm saying, we would have killed uh, Agamar like two hours earlier or something if we didn't have uh, those DCs. Thanks, Blizzard. So this this whole rigmarole brings us over to that that nonsense, right? All that ridiculousness brings us to like the community misconceptions, primarily dominated by what Discord creates in the whole like raiding scene memes, and it's fine, right? So. Like the good and the bad, the ugly of the raid race. And what I want to bring up here real quick is some like straight up evidence. Cause everything always happens, every raid tier, right? I was like, oh, the new raid's out, half of it's dead, first day, oh, raid's under two, oh, blizzard, F you, blizzard, middle fingers, pitchforks, torches, or hunting the beast. Why is it's raids under two, blah 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 blah. Right? So okay, so if you go to Method's website, right, they have their raid history tracker. I'm gonna go back to last expansion, right? So we have High Mall. High Mall was done in five days. Okay. We have Blackrock Foundry was done in 11 days. So one reset. We do have Hellfire Citadel. That was actually two resets. Hop over to so far this expansion. 
We had Emerald Nightmare, obviously an egregious problem. Emerald Nightmare was basically like Nax from Wrath, 18 hours to clear it. Helia lasted three days. Obviously, only three bosses. However, Helia was a fantastic encounter at yes. eye level. Best boss legion. Gul'dan, 11 days. Again, so one reset. And now we're in Tumas Sargeras recently, which was 19 days. This was two resets. This was the longest time I think any N-tier bosses lived since like the earliest expansions, like TBC and Vanilla. This is the longest time. But that's because the flippant amount of errant RNG on Mythic Killed Jaden was actually laughably hilarious. And the problems that Method was dealing with for like two days where it was essentially unraidable because all the timings and madness that was happening. So check check this out. MMO champion forums, like the top guilds are good because of, again, we talked about all the split ratings and madness and Titan forging all the time they put in, right? Blizzard can only tune so much, but when you see when they over tune stuff on purpose, that's when they get delayed. Because the only thing that'll delay the top guilds is RNG and math, not mechanics. I thought you said meth. Sorry. Math. <laughs> math. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I was totally. like, wait, what? Come on. No, math. What's in that bottle, Kana? RNG. I told you, it's, it's huge. It's Scott can't talk Sweat. About yeah. this. I, I can't talk about Argus Mythic. I just can't talk about this, yeah? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Performance enhancing. Performance enhancing, yeah, exactly. So, I, I look at... Just like, there, there are facts out there that show this is a thing. The top guilds are going to clear every raid within two weeks. The only time it's not happened in recent memory, years and years, is because of Kill Jaden's madness. It was took two resets, right? So, the difference is... Yeah. So, what did you... Yeah, exactly. Nighthold. So, Exorcist had 248 attempts to down Mythical Dan. Very, very good fight. Controllable. A little bit of RNG. Just a, just a sprinkling of RNG on top, right? Versus... Was it a good fight? Huh? Was it a good fight, though? Well, Just didn't need 654 one. wipes that Method put oh. in for Mythic Kill Jaden. The, the amount of time it took was, like, good, but the fight itself, I think, was really... Sure, meh. okay. But, I mean, I'll, this is the whole point I'm bringing up to you, Kana. Like, because, obviously, the most trophies sitting on the panel today of, of World Firsts. Is there an amount of pulls on an end boss that is, like, the bread and butter zone? 300, 400, is there somewhere in that, like... I wouldn't say it's based on the amount of pools, but just the amount of time it takes. Oh, time, okay. Uh, like, amount of pools, the first night we... So we killed Fallen Avatar Mythic in the first reset uh, on Tuesday evening, and then we went to... Obviously, we went to take a look at KJ before going to bed, and that evening alone, we found, like, 100 wipes in, like, a couple of hours, while at the end of progress, you would maybe get, like, 10 pools in, in a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. So... The amount of wipes, like, it, it really just doesn't matter. It depends on the initial state and, like, how hard phase one is. Like, I bet on, compared to, like, Blackhand and Archimonde, for example, it's really hard to phase ones as well. So that just puts up the wipe counter, where, it, like, for example, Gul'dan, phase one was so boring and long. Yeah. And you could barely wipe, you could sometimes wipe to it, but it was, it, you could barely wipe to it. Right. So, in, in general, like, for Mythic Progress, like, one and a half week is, like, really, really nice for, like, World First Progress. After that, you're kind of getting tired of it. KJ was too long. This tier has a chance of being too short. Uh, but, like, Nighthold, and, like, the amount of time it took was really good. TUV, even for three bosses, took, like, three, four days, I think. Or two, mm-hmm. three days, which was really nice for those, uh, for those amount of uh, bosses. Okay. 
So it's just it's the overall time, not the the polls, because sometimes yeah. you, you can. I'm gonna pick on Blood Legion for back in the day. It always comes up on certain shows because they had to change their entire strat, multiple hundreds of polls on Heroic Lei Shen because they found out they were doing it in the wrong order. Because he did the pillars in a certain order to make that transition phase easier. Yeah. And they were molt, like 180 pulls in and then realized, oh, we got to switch two of these pillars and backtrack their whole strategy. So, yeah, that can totally happen. And that either is because of strats that, that arise or because of Blizzard changing things while you're progressing. And it happens all the time to you guys. Yeah. I don't know how much it actually like mattered for Lishan. Like I don't know if like timings are going to change. I think it just uh, made certain mechanics more difficult. I don't sure. think it changed the timings, mm -hmm. so you should still be able to adapt to it quite quickly. But yeah, like just just like things like that, like they're gonna add up to like wiping. Like it's gonna be like a the wipe to uh, time counter is gonna be different. Okay. Uh, another example of a Blood Legion one is that they on Spine of Deathwing. I think this is like a. A bigger one that kind of messed up their strat. They were actually using solar beam to like silence the ads whenever they would explode the low bloods, and that wouldn't affect them. So, and then that got hot fixed, and I think it set them back right when they were about to kill like mm. hundreds of poles. Yeah. Right. So I have, I have an example of like one situation. This is like obviously not anywhere in the same stratosphere as that, right? But uh, like on uh, I, I linked it here in the Discord. But basically, what we were doing. Uh, whenever we were killing Kenny G was we were having all of the fell ads be tanked by a Blood Death Knight just far away. Because those oh, soaks right, that those yeah. ads create, they actually have like a range to them, right? I think it's like 45 or 50 yards. Um, and if you aren't in that range, then you don't get affected. So essentially you can delete that, the whole enrage and what order you have to do it. You can just not worry about that. Ugh. Just as so long as the tank can keep up the ads. Mm -hmm. uh, initially we had the tank take them in the poo-poo in the back, right? Like the, the green stuff. Okay. And uh, and they didn't spawn the circle. So we were like, okay, we can't do that again, right? Because we're removing the mechanic. We have to like have them spawn at the very least. Sure. Uh, so then we had them bring them in a little bit closer. Uh, and then mid-attempt, we were like really close to a kill. And suddenly they started spawning around the room. They basically took the spell ID for the add one that would only affect in a general radius. And they changed it to the boss's radius one. Mm, okay. So, little change i mean that's the reason why we didn't just kill that boss in 30 minutes because we had to basically just immediately switch what what we were doing um well, and you guys had another bug didn't you uh I, i'm not sure if this is true but i heard that uh with the purple ad the bombs would apply a debuff before exploding and so you guys would just killing purple was not an option until that was hot um if that happened to us maybe i was unaware of it i know that like we were very opposed to purple just for like all sorts of reasons right like, uh, initially, we were, like, we kind of tossed around the idea of, like, maybe killing purple last and then just not soaking any bombs. Mm. Uh, but maybe that was the reason why. I mean, like, I might be a little bit out of the loop on this, uh, just as a ook-ook uh, DPS class. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like, we definitely avoided the purple one. We decided that just the best strategy would just be to take the L and take the 25% damage increase, right? That's what most guilds did. And then it turns out, Hint, hint, uh, if you kill them, you know, during the beam, magically that stack doesn't get applied, so there's no downside, and it's like you're removing a mechanic. That's was... the, the bug I was talking about before. Yeah, and what was tough about that is it wasn't during just the whole beam, it was only during the beam, like, wind-up cast. And so it was super, like, difficult mm -hmm. to tell when it was happening sometimes. Yeah, we, we all we noticed was that sometimes it wasn't applying, and we were like, we have to avoid that, whatever yeah. we have to do. We just decided to, just to just play it safe, so... 
Okay. So yeah. Like back on difficulty though. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, like, like Hannah was saying, I mean, KJ was difficult, but it, or, or Gul'dan even was difficult, but it didn't feel good to kill it at that difficulty level. I mean, the, the like Holy Grail of boss design is something that's fun to wipe on and progress on and also difficult so that it takes some time to progress. So like, you know, your Helia's, um, you know, like really reminiscent of like Operator Thogar where you progress the fight, you hit a wall, you figure out that wall and you continue to progress. And that feels great versus a fight like Kill Jaden, you're like, boy, I hope that even though I'm playing perfectly across the room, something doesn't go wrong that I have no control over and we wipe instantly. And we'll yeah. see. They, oh, they so, were yeah. overly cautious to make sure none of that was present in this tier design-wise, which is why you see no soak mechanics and no immunity cheesing, or very little immunity cheesing. Yep. So back back to the bomb thing you were saying, one thing we did experience, and this was throughout like all of our progression, okay. the boss would just randomly spawn bombs sometimes after he went under and we'd be yeah, like, we oh, have that too. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta deal with those now. Cool. This is all, this is all Kurt telling on the on the Kingaroth stuff that you guys wanted to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Was there, was that all about him, or before I move us on to the other fight that has a lot of nonsense? I think, mm, yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> so that wraps in to Coven, or the Coven of Shrivara. So, what's the story with this encounter? I, I might toss it over to Kana first, because his response to this topic last night in the BTS podcast was very method, I guess. <laughs> Just like the way... Because this fight looks like a complete madhouse, except when I mean, uh, when you do things like this. I mean, this, this, is, this was Limit's kill. I mean, you know... Uh, let's hang on. There's a tank there. Um, oh, and there's another tank, but there's no other. Oh, there's no melee. Oh. Um. I don't know, Kano. What did you guys think of Coven of Trivara? It actually is one of my favorite fights this year, but it's just so easy. I, it you just gain too big of a benefit from having range. Like the the most difficult part of. The fight is killing ads that spawn in corners as a melee. You can hit one and then question your life. And as a range, you can stand like around the middle or like at least hit like four of them and clear half the room. Uh, we did. We were one of the first guilds to kill it with actually like bringing a melee. We brought Perfecto because there was no point not to. He was. A, I mean, he's a rogue. He can't die anyway. I think he actually ended up dying on the kill though. Um, <laughs> but like, there, there's like just too big of a benefit. Like especially like really good multi dot classes like. Shadow Priests, which will just dot up five, then Twist of Fate pops in and everything starts dying, including the bosses. Warlocks, they dot things and you don't need to heal them. It's like, I think Limit... I was actually very confused about this. I actually want to ask you pretty hard. Why did Limit bring five Warlocks and then five healers? When we brought less Warlocks and less healers, I could survive it fine. Uh, so this might have been hit hotfix later. Um, I think that... I'm not sure if you guys like killed it before it was, but... The storm was instantly taking, yeah, yeah, taking we had every point five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So because of that, we basically decided that the, I mean, the fight was so easy, right? Like the tuning was completely off. So we just yeah. decided, screw it, let's just make it easy, right? Oh, okay, that's fair. I guess. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's just easier to bring in more healers, even though you might not necessarily need mm -hmm. them whenever the tuning's off. I just. Uh, like, I mean, oh, go. 
Oh, I was gonna say like I'll preface this also by saying like I wasn't this I wasn't in on that fight and I wasn't really making strat decisions uh, like or like who to bring in. Mostly that was beaten done by Max. So like uh, I don't know like the full details. What I do know is that that boss brings up like a huge <laughs> can of worms. Right, it's like the elephant in the room. Why why are certain classes able to multi dot spread and everyone else can't? Like, why, what's with this niche, right? Like, why do they design bosses where you can do this, right? Like, just just look at literally anyone who isn't a warlock or a priest or a moonkin on a fight such as Coven uh, compared to anyone else, right? Like, why is there this huge disparity? Uh, oh, so like Dill, oh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Going back, error, error. I need to correct something. Yeah, you yeah. were bamboozled. We did not fight feel that fight. You oh. were bamboozled. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's good because my meme is that be five field with me, so... Yeah, there you go. I, I just okay. had tags uh, PM me and, and correct me on that, so I appreciate that, tags. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I was bamboozled too, apparently. Preheat, you bring up the whole point of, of the multi-dot classes, and that's that's fine, because there are different... There are, like, five different pillars of damage, right? So there's single target, single target burst, cleave, AoE, and multi-dot. And... They Blizzard tries to try to make different fight encounters that sort of air to you know different one. Obviously, like you know, in Torrent High Command is just Beast Lord. It's just errant cleave AOE right the whole time, and or there is ANR, which is just mostly frantic AOE with some single target on priority ads. Sure, right. They they make different types of encounters. So Coven just falls into that part, I suppose. It just obviously sucks. When a fight is so in that mold that there's no point to bring A, melee, or B, specs that can't attack everything in the room at once. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah. we, we aired on the other side of that. We brought three melee, which, I mean, we could have gotten away with more. Because the thing is, so, like, with Method and Limit, because of their uh, composition, they were able to beat the second Amethyst. Um, they would they didn't have to kill them, or they barely spawned at all. Um and so that that's where like I mean having those five warlocks, five esprits, three boomkins or whatever. I mean that's that's just a huge amount of bonus damage, and it sets you ahead on the fight rather than behind. Mm -hmm. Going forward, uh, especially with more gear um, and people seeing strats where you can just actually lust on second amethyst and get past that, um, it makes it a lot less of a necessity, and the fight doesn't gain a whole lot of difficulty when you progress another couple of minutes into it. So it's it's less that melee are bad. And more of that range were so valuable here. The multi-dying classes mm -hmm. were so unbelievably valuable uh, that you, you just had to make space for them. You had to cut people out to make space for 20 Warlock. Yep. Just two tanks. Oh, go. Sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say, you, you could actually just bring two tanks and, and 18 Warlocks. Because what, what's this preheat? What's this picture right here? What's this showing? What's this? What's up, dude? <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm looking. It's, it's the warlock. Oh, it's That's... the warlock healing madness. Oh, there we go. There we go. I see it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so this, this. Sorry, I, it wasn't showing for me. Yeah, I was like, what does he want? Why, why is he asking me? Um. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? Like, okay. So there's this niche, right? Some classes are good at it. Some classes aren't. You know, whatever. That's fine. But then you add in like, what? Okay. So so why are they so good at single target then? And, and also, like, on that point, like, okay, it's going to sound like I'm bitching because I'm a mage, right? I'm just, like, bitching about Warlocks. Mm -hmm. But, like, for real, like, why why are they so good at everything, right? Like, like what's going on here? Like, you have a healing ability that is baked into their, their rotation, right? They don't lose damage from doing this. This is just what they do. 
and you could cut it in like literally a fourth and it would still be better than everyone else's healing like and then they're also insane at multi-dotting they're insane if ads die like literally the only niche that they're like not or like lukewarm on is like movement but even then that's like i don't know i feel like movement isn't really like it's it's kind of like a false niche right like you you can like supplement in different ways like with roars with portals with other stuff like that so 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 why are warlocks like this like please someone explain to me what's going on here warlocks nerf stat what's going on someone someone just give me someone give me like a good argument for why this is the way it is right i mean i personally don't think it's too much of an issue because it hasn't been an issue before it's it comes up now this tier because it's actually like the best dps spec but Mm -hmm. the self-healing has been there last the first time i really noticed was since nighthold so it, it's always been been there and it never really has been an issue. And I don't think it is something that is like borderline broken because I think if the fight is like actually super high damage, you probably rather have an immunity in my opinion. I mean, I can see in Argus why you would bring like, for example, almost a hunter over a, on certain situations, a hunter, for example, over warlock, even though warlock self-healing is ridiculous. So... Okay, yeah, but cases, it's taking. But... Hold on, let's let's just like go back to the fact that it's taking for two million every half second, right? Like oh, yeah, just, yeah. On, on just taking damage that. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for, the, that's the... damage for sure. <laughs> like that's the that's the the basis, right? Like I get it. They have self healing. That's fine. You know, things yeah. can have self healing. It's great that things have self healing. We like variety. Okay, it's good that things are better than other things for certain things. But this is just like beyond any scope of what anyone else can do, right? Like, well, if you give the example of, like, a hunter, put a hunter next to a warlock, right? Hmm. Yeah. Well, it's absurd when it's, paired, when it's paired with them having, some like, one of the highest health pools in the game, getting healing from their health stones, and also just having some of the strongest uh, personal cooldowns available, too, and some that they can talent into um, while doing some of the highest damage in the game. So it's clear that this tier, they're they're overpowered, but systematically, like, I mean, they have too much available to them to allow this to happen. If they were just high damage and just high healing, it might not be a problem at all. But they're unkillable. Like, the first people to sit on an encounter when you're like, well, we need to get some range out of here, you look at your hunters if you don't need an immunity. You look at, you know, like, warriors, even though they have a high health pool, they don't they don't reduce the damage. And they don't, yeah, like, stuff like that, where yeah. warlocks basically are treated like another t- yeah, welcome everyone. By the way, welcome to the Warlock episode of Final Boss. <laughs> yeah, where you we were discuss wondering about and all the issues with them. Yeah. You're wondering about when the class catch-up episodes are going to happen for Legion. Uh, this section right here, but uh, th- there obviously is slight disparities in the scaling on how certain things have gone. Because obviously, it wasn't like this in Emerald Nightmare, or you know, even in uh, in Nighthold, nowhere near as egregious. But obviously, as all the multiplicative stuff starts stacking and stacking and stacking, then you find reasons like this, where a warlock can stand in everything and not die. So, and then there's, there's Kana and I, we have one cooldown on a 90 second window, or we have a 30 minute immunity. So, you know, sure. Or we can sacrifice DPS to heal ourselves really poorly. So there's yeah, there's and, th- and that's fine. Like, sacrificing DPS, like, for instance, if warlocks had the healing that they have now, and they just had, like, press drain life instead of drain soul yeah i would say oh yeah they're sacrificing all the damage for that that's totally fine like that makes sense it's the it's the fact that it's baked in and it's yeah. always happening well, that's the, the issue. damage increase too with soul leech and yeah yeah blue you wanted to add to the coven talk before we wrap the show with some mythic argus discussion <laughs> uh about how 
that fight was for you guys, and then more, more specifically, so you could just plug your whole add-on development programming madness, how you raid-led Coven? You wanted to talk about that. Let, let, yeah. Go for it. You know, I'm a little worried about bringing this up because I'm, I'm scared of the repercussions going forward for other guilds. Well, uh, but, like, there are private streams that people watch. Yeah. Come on, but come on. No, so, okay, so here's here's the, the long and short of it, is that we found some libraries for, uh, libraries for uh, low-latency screen sharing, and we wrote a couple scripts so that um, whenever I have to sit, I can have uh, multiple point of views, private stream to me personally, um, with about 20 milliseconds delay so basically nothing as much as discord and so on coven uh i sat as a hunter uh i and we i watched from the tank point of view and i called every mechanic um everything coming up most of the kicks i mean I, there was it, no one had to do anything but listen and that's a huge value i think i mean on some fights you really get overwhelmed and like you have to break up things into multiple raid leaders and sometimes things get missed and assignments have to be done on the fly when you have one person dedicated to that that I'm, like I said, I'm worried that there's going to be a, a surge of coaches in World of Warcraft, and I don't know if that's good for the scene or not. So and the we'll chat, see. the chat reaction, Brand says, is 21 man raining. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, I mean, I mean it, it's not. It's like a step further than add-on development because yeah. now a lot of top guilds need to make sure that they have someone at least decent enough at making custom weak wars or modifying big wigs or, mm -hmm. or whatever the case. I mean. For us, that's me, and I'm making you know nameplates and all kinds of stuff that help us kill these encounters much faster. Um, but this is another step past that. And I, you know, we'll see. Maybe I won't share it. Maybe I'll delete it and you know ring into Mordor kind of thing. And yeah, totally unrelated news: BDG has just been banned. Yeah, of course, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could, I mean, you could always have like your buddies stand behind you, and like they could that's be true. on their phone and just be like, "All right." Yeah. Uh, I I mean, I'll share it for them. I know Encore had some of that too because they have a couple of people who raid from the same house. Um, mm. So yeah, it's not. I think there's anything wrong with it, but I wonder about that being wild, like widely accessible, changing the scene a little bit because it's it's an advantage on some fights. It's a huge advantage. Right. That would actually be really good because that means we can get rid of Scribe's fucking terrible DPS and he can still raid lead. <laughs> yeah, that's just going to make the raid leaders who play like shitty classes who always get brought in get set. Just have Kana, them spectate the guild. Call oh, it out. <laughs> I love yeah. you. Please look at me. Yeah. But that, I mean, that is, that is definitely a thing that could happen, right? So we'll see. Yeah, there, there are the lols in chat. Yep, there it is. There's no screen that I can capture chat, so if you watch this on the Twitch VOD, if you're a sub, you'll see the, the chat reactions, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely there. Please don't kick me. Mm -hmm. Is Scott still I listening? Need to, I need to make an amendment. Okay, okay. I, I didn't call all the kicks. Watching. Just at the beginning, our, our tank took it over and he's mad at me. I'm not uh, stealing thunder here, okay? I'm sorry, guys. Okay, okay, good, good, good. So, out, outside of that, did I know method you guys have your internal stuff that you guys make your own weak auras and do boss mod finagling still, right? That's still a thing. Yeah, we have uh just we do the big wigs mostly. Yeah. Um we also have a reminders weak or uh thing lately. Okay. Which if you ever saw Exorcist Nighthold, uh you might have seen things like when you watch like a holy pattern point of view, you might have a thing like, hey, pop your wings here suddenly like show up on the screen. That's the thing that we have now as well. Mm -hmm. And then we have like the general uh, weak horror things, which is like Scribe and Naga. We don't have like a, we don't have a Potem that's uh, completely 
next part with like how they made the raider and stuff that's that's just like next level mm-hmm. but like the stuff that we have right now is like already like more than enough sure yeah that was was the dbm was broken on day one for me as i use dbm a lot of my guild does and the first i think that the first three bosses on mythic without like any with any weak auras something like that originally like they just weren't loading i had to reload multiple times and it actually was was kind of refreshing to do a boss and just listen to someone else do calls and then not have to worry about all the different dongs and boops and bars i was just like do this over there obviously the first three bosses are not incredibly difficult right outside of like the dog rng right but that 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 was it was it was relaxing for a moment maybe i'm gonna just record all my videos and stream without any dbm or anything like that anymore just gonna go without it that'd be nice but argus right so i'm gonna put this back to kana i mean i guess any of you can jump in now because the chinese guilds are streaming it all granted they what what was what were you saying at the beginning of this preheat that it was always oh, funny listening to them I, so i just love the chinese guilds because uh they like freak out like the boss will like get one hp lower than it did before and then they like immediately wipe because like everyone is literally like running around the house screaming that's what it sounds <laughs> like and i just i love that they get so enthusiastic about it like it's it's very like it's endearing i I mean, I would hate to raid there because of that, because I would be the guy being like, "Shut up!" Right. But, uh, but it's just the it's the greatest, man. It's it's so good. But Kana, can you you want to give us any inside information during outside of Scott's tweet? We saw at the beginning of the show. But is there anything that you have to discuss about or say? People were asking earlier about you know compare you know Gul'dan or Helio or Kill Jaden to Argus from your experience right now or what you guys are dealing with currently. Like what? What can you talk about with Mythic um, Argus? I mean, like, obviously, like, the main mechanic people are seeing is, like, the main additions, like, Phase 1, Phase 2 are pretty much identical, even with timing-wise, it's, like, really, really close to what it is to a rogue. It's just a new mechanic that is added, which is there's two debuffs. One requires you to spread, and the other one requires you to stack. And if if you have to spread and someone stands too close, they get a debuff, and it takes for like 700k or something, 800k per second. And if you have to stack and you don't do that, then you also get a debuff. And it 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 seems really simple, but like when you get like multiple debuffs at the same time, like four people have to spread and eight people have to stack, it's kind of it becomes a a lot more messy, especially if you have to play the room a lot more. Which in Argus you really have to play the room with like. Uh, the death fucking phase while on sites in phase two, and then things in phase three, which I'm not gonna talk about. Sure. Um, but yeah, like the fight is complex, and I can see a lot of people do like very different tactics. It's not like kill Jaden, where you really kind of have like one way of killing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's gotta be multiple different ways you can kill this fight, which I think in general is really fun in the end boss. You saw it with Helia, there was uh, quite a different ways how people killed it, but like how they guided the orbs when they went up. Like Neverton Serenity had the really different tactics, and those are the kind of things that I like in the in the end boss. Difficulty wise, it's hard to say because it hasn't been killed. You might they might just like literally hot fix a, a thing, and it would be easy. You never know. But in general, I think it's a a pretty good encounter so far, and okay. would probably put it to like I don't know. I haven't killed enough end bosses myself yet to actually make like a really good list because haven't like I only started raiding uh, in Legion, but I think it's a, in general a really good boss looks of uh how it looks okay 
Yeah, we'll have to wait and see because the every other boss has died only with one reset so far, except you know going back to Archimond. So we'll have to wait and see what the reset goes with. And the the tag to that and why I bring up time is that none of the top guilds, so limit, exorcist, method, that are working on Argus, any of them, or at least any of the ones that might happen today or tomorrow before the reset, no one has the Path of the Titans Pantheon trinkets sinking to give them the raid buff yet. Which may or may not be how the fight might be tuned. So where do you think the landscape's going to change with those finally turning on in another reset, possibly? Depending on RNG. What if what if Exorcist gets all the trinkets and they, and they all turn on and they get legendary and they have six and all of a sudden they get the kill and Method doesn't? Yeah, like, will that I be... Mean, we, I don't know. I, I doubt that you will see a massive increase in trinkets. Obviously, I always hope you get a couple of trinkets. We'll have sure. to see. Um, and like how, how you said about tuning, you, you will see. If we kill it this week, then obviously like you didn't need the amount of trinkets. And if we kill it like next week, maybe you do. So... Mm -hmm. For the tuning, nice that's progressive nerf. Yeah, it, it, it kind of exactly. reminds me. It's a really good progressive nerf. It really it, is. It kind of reminds me of like Archimond, right? Like how guilds were like just starting to get the rings as they were killing it. Right. Yeah. So so yeah, I mean, it could definitely. I mean, in some ways, it could contribute, but I don't know. I I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal having okay. having the trinket. Like for us, like okay, so obviously not going to talk about phase three, but like for the first two phases, um. Like, the fight's really good. Like, it's a really fun fight. It's really solid. Like, you can make, like, all sorts of cool strategies for it. Like, I definitely put it up there as, like, one of my first, or one of my favorite fights, like, at least for, so far in progression, right? Um, but, uh, but there are some issues. Like, like, you know, Kenny was just saying, like, uh, with the, with the dots, right? Like, <laughs> you instantly yeah. get a stack if you have, if you have the fear debuff. Like, instantly. Like, you can move, but it seems like the the timer on it might be like some sort of server clock because it's like intermittent, right? Like if you instantly stack, if everyone is like five point five yards out, and then as soon as the the debuffs got, everyone immediately stacks perfectly. Sometimes you can avoid that first tick, but most of the time you still get it. Yeah, it's really hard. It it goes super fast. It and it's it's kind of like Coven. So I think uh, where it like ticks instantly. So I think that if there's any adjustment to that fight, it would probably be to make that like. A slight delay, if I were to guess. Yeah. That that to me is like the biggest issue with the fight right now. Okay. Um, everything else, it's like you can you can kind of outplay it, but that one specific mechanic, like no matter what you do, there it's so and it's so much damage, right? It's just so much damage. So. So that's. Oh, yeah, that's good though. Yeah, that, that's of warlocks. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the points I had here. What changes will hit? Uh, the landscape soon and that sort of those little timing because that was the biggest thing with mythic kill jaden that kept happening that we talked about on the method interview about kj was that there were timings that just didn't work in that fight that blizzard had to fix the timings to make the encounter actually accessible not to nerf it or to make it easier but to make the mechanics just work together otherwise you get the layering and that's the 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 thing that happens in Legion right now, Legion layering, is like this weird system where a boss does a mechanic, deal with it, does a mechanic, deal with it, and then all of a sudden, all three of his mechanics just squish in because they're all on different clock timers, and you're just like, oh, uh, okay. 
So, yeah, I like to call it like the Titan forging of mechanics. <laughs> don't. <laughs> no, but there is Titan forging in that fight, Prehe. Don't. Ah. You yeah. can't push it to fight. So like, so like, sometimes you're like a melee, and like melee always get you know certain things, and mm -hmm. you know it's kind of a different ball game for them in that fight. But like, you know, you can have like the soul blight happen at the same time you get a fury of the sky, at the same mm -hmm. time you get you know anger, and then it's like, okay, um, what is or like fear? Like, okay, what am I doing now? Like, mm -hmm. I need to go run out and drop my soul blight. You can drop that soul blight literally right after it drops. You could, you know, maybe. In another scenario, you're dropping your soul blight, you're out, uh, and then all of a sudden you get fear. You're going to instantly get, like, two stacks because it's going to take you, like, a second to get to, you know, civilization again after yeah. you drop off the blight. Like, it's it's really challenging to, like, try and figure out strategies around this stuff, and it seems like a lot of it might not be, like, the way it's intended to work. Like, also, we've noticed that spell queuing on the boss is sometimes weird. Like, sometimes the boss will just do, like, a random frontal like this one timer it's like a 10% chance after a certain cone that he does it uh, i don't know it i think that these are things that like we're qa testing right now mm. but overall the fight's like super solid hmm. okay. i feel like the difference between this boss and for example kj is that against this boss you can play around those really annoying yeah. and shitty timers like you you can make a proper tactic around those things and deal with it every single time it could possibly happen where on Gage, it was not possible. Yeah, I'm not saying that they're similar in that regard. I'm saying that, that inconsistencies like that seem to me like stuff that might be changed yeah. in the future. Okay. Maybe. We'll have to wait and see. Do you do you have any predictions you want to throw out there for living another reset though? Based on the information that the two of you have? I can't include blue yet, because they're not poking him just yet. Just Whatever, man. We're gonna one shot it. Oh, okay. That's sure. I, I don't know why you guys don't bother one shotting it. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, like, I feel like Blue could probably give a better prediction because we can't really talk about this. So, wow. I don't know, mm. man. There's still three days left for, for or two, I guess. I guess two for not, us, three for we'll you. Save. Yeah, I think there's a good chance it dies this reset, but not by a lot. Um, I guess we'll see. I mean, it's one of those fights where I think that Blizzard, um. I don't know. I mean, the rest of the instance feels like it's missing a mechanic the whole way through, and this is this feels like the only truly complete uh, encounter where there's there's enough mechanics. Um, yeah. And so I think that they have tuned it according to what they need everyone's gear to be, and I think that it might it has a thirty percent chance of lasting until next week, and then it will then it will fall over really fast. Right. Yeah, that's a good point about the m missing mechanics. Uh, <laughs> it really does feel like some bosses are just missing something. Like you're like, yeah. you're kind of like, like what? COVID most notably, like yeah, like during testing, we were kind of thinking that on COVID, we were like, okay, what what's missing here? Like, have they not implemented a certain thing? And during testing, that okay, the testing just just to get it out there, the testing for COVID was a complete dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that fight was not working in any way, in any capacity. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, however, it was still kind of weird because we were like, uh, there's got to be something missing here. And then uh, it gets even worse if you go to normal. Oh my god. Whenever you're clearing normals, it's like the target dummy. Yeah. I feel like I'm just in Orgrimmar hitting the dummy. Like That's, that's no difference from any boss on normal, though. Yeah. And Chad, I don't, they, probably just took out, they probably just took out a load of soak mechanics across the whole raid. Yeah. Uh, it could have. That would have been funny. Yeah. But, I think on uh, some fights too, like Veramothris, um, obviously, I don't know. 
the fight's begging to be cheesed. Like it, it mm. desperately wants to be cheesed. And when you cheese it, it feels like normal. Uh, and so that's where it's like something's missing here. Something isn't like right. It just it's, it shouldn't feel like normal. Agrimar, oh. after you finish with the ads, it feels like normal again, um, with like slight changes, you know, or heroic. About uh, if I'm not trust what you said, it can't really feel like normal because there's no plague in normal, and the ability you cheese is plague. Mm. Yeah, so heroic. Sorry. Yeah, so here's here's the fix for everything, guys. Delete Titan Forging or cap Titan Forging to the next difficulty. Delete normal and like we're done. Everything's easy. Yeah, there we go. Sounds, sounds pretty good. All right, Blizzard, you heard it here. The way to yeah. fix your. I mean, I've, uh, you can contact me and give me yeah. a job uh, at the description. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Please I, hire I've, him. Yeah, I've I've preached the choir on that a lot of times that I think normal should just be LFR essentially, and then you have. Uh, a medium ground between normal heroic as heroic and then you have mythic as it is so but there's also a back and forth too where if mythic is way too difficult then it almost it, it keeps this incredible wall away from people so i think there's like we opened the show with how the curve is good and it feels very siege of orgrimmar-esque which i'll bring up siege of orgrimmar real quick here in the the the, the rating progress because it's very similar so siege had 14 bosses and when you've got that many bosses we've had 11 in in um in uh blah 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 in Antorus right now so siege right so there was there's 14 bosses 11 of them died in the first two days as you see here blah 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 blah, 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 blah right so and that's it kind of happens when you have this many bosses, but then there was a huge delay on Garrosh. 15 days, two full resets. So this is just how raids are. And there's historical evidence that shows this over and over again, that the first 70 to 80% of all the raids are always just like, you know, two to three to four days or less. And last boss or two are just that that's how it goes. That's yep. just how it is, I guess. Night hold everything. Alessandro was killed first week. Tumas yep. Argeris. Avatar was killed first week. Yep. Um, everything. Yep. I mean, there's there's obviously a difference in clearing Alessandro on Tuesday evening, like a couple of hours yeah. before reset, and clearing all the first like nine bosses in <laughs> less than like twelve hours. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. That's definitely <laughs> true. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's like anything new, but I also think that this tier specifically has been a little bit too too steamrolly at the start just because mm, okay. of like we were talking about before like with the little tuning issues mm -hmm. yeah a couple of those bosses they could have been really good bosses if they had just been tuned a little tighter or like a lot tighter um and uh it is how it is i guess so we'll take a couple questions from chat and then we'll we'll wrap this up here because we're basically just at at time so if chat you have any questions then you can go for it and get something um you know water coolering with the guests right here uh northern asked if you look at heroic kill counts there seems to be some roadblocks that many guilds are tackling against any comments on that for heroic i would assume the first roadblock would probably be imminar with people not moving out from the sleep canisters <laughs> that's it's it's so frustrating but I, I can't i don't know where do you guys see roadblocks in in the raid because the first roadblock for you guys was just Agrimar. I guess Kin well, Garoth actually slowed Limit down the most, but that's because of a whole slew of things we talked about earlier, so... Yeah. I feel like, again, 
I mean, I think that chat is going to be right on with this. I think the difficulty curve will be very well represented in, in the average. I think some of these fights, player mistakes will be punished like MNR, where it's it's hard to keep yourself alive if you're not that self-aware on uh, Coven. But for the top guilds, it was just steamrolled because it's mm -hmm. not, not a challenge for them. Uh, right. So, you know, MNR, the hardest part of MNR for a lot of guilds was disconnecting. Yeah. The hidden extra mechanic not in the dungeon journal. Yeah. Mm, right. Hmm. Yeah, speaking of Roblox, I'm surprised that Kingaroth wasn't a roadblock like Gorefiend. That's what that's what Kana talked about earlier, that there was no Gorefiend boss. Which I don't know if Gorefiend is a good design or not to have like your mid boss as as strong as like your penultimate boss. I don't know if that's because he was like a gatekeeper, right? So many guilds roadblocked at Gorefiend back at HFC. It was insane. Hundreds of them. But. I mean, you can already see it a little bit. I mean, Method obviously doesn't stream, but they like, you know, less than 10 shot basically everything um, but our Agrimar. But yeah. there's guilds live streaming. I mean, including ourselves in some bosses where you see them wipe, you know, 20, 30 to a hundred times on some of these bosses. Mm -hmm. I'm not naming names, but like you can see that difficulty curve start to take effect. And that's just, that's going to be, that's tough to balance because again, they don't have, they're missing mechanics. They, they're missing that extra level of coordination that's going to challenge the top end guilds that Agrimar has. Um, but the rest of the instance is just, it feels incomplete. Right. Well, Ian openly said that this raid tier would be easier on purpose then Tomb of Soak Garrus. But that was mostly a design flaw with seven and a half out of nine encounters having RNG elements. So that was just not fun. But... yeah, I mean, you can never take words to them because he also said that Serenity to Madness wouldn't be a problem at this original... Uh... Hey, come on! I, I mean... Uh, I called out Serenity to Madness and Quickening and Blessing of Might in beta and they were all problems. I called out. I tried. Out the I tried to help. We all did. I mean, there's just so many things where it's like, yeah, they say things, they think it's okay, and then it happens, and they're like, hmm. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's like a very bureaucratic kind of thing, kind of way of going about things, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I think they get I gridlocked. Know. I think they have these ideas, like I was saying earlier, and they just don't make them. Like I'm scared to, or or the bureaucracy gets it, but they should make them. <laughs> Like, yeah. Be less scared. Like, I'm sure that there are good ideas there for, like, fixing these issues and people who are, like, forewarning, right? It's just, like, somehow, you know, at the small indie company of Blizzard, mm. the word just doesn't quite get from point A to point B or decisions aren't made. I mean, like, I think that they definitely try to do their best, but, um, I don't know, sometimes you kind of expect a little better mm. and you get a little let down. Yeah, I think with this instance, they just split the difference. They don't just avoid everything that was that was Tumasargeris, um, like it's the plague. I mean, I think they should get some soak mechanics back, and they should have some of this tier's mechanics. And I mean, not He's not on every boss. Yeah, Kane is like, uh, go away. I mean, but, I no, just like they need they need something. It's it feels like every boss was designed by the same guy right now. You know what I mean? They all feel like just a different model sometimes, and we need we need more interesting mechanics and something that's is tough to deal with. I don't mind yeah. the soaking mechanics. I might, I mind soaking mechanics that make you wipe the raid instantly because yeah. we had more wipes on Mythic Gorov, which is the first boss that we had <laughs> in Mythic Coffin, which 
Is that really good design, though? How many wipes did I have on on, on Mythic Goroth the first time? Because I have commands for this. Uh, 14. So not not terrible, but still 14. Yeah. Yeah, I have commands for all these. Because I like to look back and uh, look at stats, at least from my perspective, on wipes. Yeah. Don't look at the 616 kill Jaden wipes. Um, don't look at that. Don't worry. But um, how about a quick... Quick question, and then we'll wrap here. Blue, favorite boss in Legion thus far, barring your knowledge of Argus. In all of Legion, I mean, mm. I I have to go with Helia. A solid choice. Preheat. What about you? I'm thinking about it right now. Um, yeah, I mean, Akramar was was more up my alley just because I really liked how mechanical it was. At least, maybe our strat was like that, and maybe there's an easier way of going about it, and we're just dumb. That could happen, but I don't know. I'm going to go with... Uh, it's definitely not a boss in, in TOS, I can tell you that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Helia was pretty good. I also like Cenaris a lot, too. Um, but Jeez, that's just me. Maybe, maybe I'm just a weirdo. That was back before Fire got its like first wave of nerfs, and we've never really been buffed since then, so maybe mm -hmm. that's Did why. you guys three-tank Dragon Corner? Scenarios limit? I did. Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah. We did too. Uh, fun times. Method, method was just like strong armed it. Like, Casuals. Yeah, you Casuals. guys are actually. <laughs> first, you know, I don't know what to tell you. You know, sometimes method, like, really, the thing that like impresses me more about method than anything else, it's not like the the world first that you guys get. It's like the fact that you guys just like do the bosses as God intended. <laughs> that was like. As God Ian has a Scenarios. On scenarios, we actually had a choice to go to, like, obviously the treating tactic, but we didn't, even on the forum, when we were doing, like, six split runs, because we felt like this tactic was just as solid. On Eyeball Bust, though, we definitely lost time. Like, that was a mistake more than anything else, not one facing it. The favorite boss, then, Kena, wrap us up here. Hell yeah. Not even close. Hell yeah. Yep. You can't yeah. you can't go back and do Helia though, with gear, because she just gets destroyed. Oh, you, oh, you can't you can do it. Yeah. You can because you need to farm legendaries. I don't know where. <laughs> yeah, you have to, but like, <laughs> oh, kill me! Stop! Uh, Stop it! Yours. Stop it! And I guess the the final question for Kana is: Why do method raiders have the best bed sheets? Hmm. I don't know. We just have a good taste. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. If Roger is still lurking, he's going to shake his head right now. Roger's I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with mine. They're they're good. They're comfy. That's what matters. Just like UIs, it doesn't matter how they look. It matters like how good it is for the functional. Scott me? needs to fix his UI. Don't say that. Yeah, wait. Actually, one second. I, we we use a sound. We we use a TS for like voice comps, and we have several soundboards. And I got a couple of soundboards where people are just like uh, talk about Scott's UI, like from the rating team itself as well. Mm -hmm. It's like that he can't see his character, stuff like that. I think there's a picture where you literally cannot see his character, and he's like a fucking gigantic barrier. Mm -hmm. that, that's <sighs> that's the that's the old UI, dude. Mm -hmm. All right, let's wrap this up then. I'll just go right back to. Can I have any shout-outs or closing remarks you want to leave anyone with, or anything you want to soapbox about? Go for it. This is your time. Thank <sighs> you for having me, Dutch uh, Heroic Splits. Was really nice having a break for once. <laughs> uh, I'll be back soon. Please grab on guild, kick me. Shout out to the boys in Method. Shout out to our sponsors, obviously, as well. And shout out for Final Boss for having me. Excellent. Preheat, how about you, sir? 
Uh, shout, obviously, shout out to Limit and uh, the boys. We're going to be getting back in there in about 45 minutes, so that's mm -hmm. going to be fun. And, of course, uh, NRG as well. And, uh, yeah, and to you for letting me on the show again. It's been fun. Thanks for watching. Shout out to chat. Kappas in chat, please. We need to test oh. that. Oh, geez. Yeah, test golden Kappas. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure if it's working, so maybe we could test that. Yeah. Uh, test and, uh, <laughs> and, yeah, that's it. And, and shout out to my cat, Peaches, too. Even though he didn't really like hang out with me, that's no. fine. Poor Peaches. My feelings weren't hurt at all. Blue, take us home, sir. Uh, shout out to Big Dumb Guild. All, all of boys were great. Some of them have been on the show. Brand, Dobbs, mm -hmm. shout out to them. Um, shout out to Scro's UI. Uh, <laughs> really special thing. <laughs> I think we can all agree. Yeah. It's, gonna... it's special in its own way. Yeah. Oh. No, I love. Shout out to Sco. I mean, come on. Uh, otherwise, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. This was a ton of fun. Excellent. I'm going to hit this play button over here on the closing music. Thank you all very much for tuning in with episode 158 of Final Boss TV. I was all in one breath, so I, just, uh, I was looking at chat. You guys can't see it. There's no golden kappas, but plenty of them. But thank you again very much for watching. If you've missed this episode or any of the past ones, again, YouTube for the clean cut VODs uploaded with good description boxes. And then, of course, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music for the audio only. Back in reverse order, there's Blue, Big Dub Guild. You can go watch him stream at Blue Blah Guy. Is there a story behind your name? I was like 10 years old one time. <laughs> That's all that happened. I just you, stuck with it. You used I've been to be 10. That wave. Okay. I mean, your, your hunter's name is Big Dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I've got the best names. My warrior's name is Patter. Uh, so is so. he is he arms? Yeah. Of course. Of course. We, Street Strikes, Mortal Strike, you know, Blade Yeah, all that's kind of, Okay, good. Yeah. Blade Storm. Do it. Preheat over at Limit. You can go watch him stream as well at Preheat. There you go. Go check out the, the beard and the... Uh, what do you put in your hair, Preheat, again? You want to give a little secret? Dude, I don't know, man. It's just jeans. <laughs> You sure? It's not. I was trying to get you uh, with the Stranger oh, Things reference oh, yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, you know, a little bit of the fair faucet. Yeah, just, <laughs> just, just two spritz, not three. What a handsome boy. Put a baby in me, you tease. Oh my god. And then there's Kana from Method again. You can watch Kana over there do enhancement elemental things at Kana. All really easy. Well, no, it's not. Blues is the hardest Twitch one to go to, but Kana, thank you very much for being on the show, sir, and answering all the all of our shaman brethren's heartfelt pleas for help. Gosh. Thank you for having me, sir. And you actually, you, you did your hair for the show today, right? That's what you told me earlier. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't it look beautiful? I think it, it looks pretty good. It's pretty good. It's really tall. Dude, who's your stylist? Uh, myself. <laughs> oh, nice, dude. It, it is too long, though. That's for sure. I need to get a haircut. There's no method stylist who just goes house to house. And sadly yeah. enough, though. Maybe Very... in the gaming house upcoming. Oh, gaming house. I don't know about that. We'll see, definitely see again. Next week's show will be the last official show for this year. There will be a live stream on New Year's. There'll be giveaways during the week of the holidays, and there will be stuff on Patreon coming out. There's a Patreon hangout for those that are at the Patreon tier. And yeah, but next week again is the year end special. It'll be with, with uh, my buddy Brutal and then Trade Chat. Panzer will be on, and we're going to talk about I don't know, BlizzCon and World of Warcraft and froth and, and rainbow hair and beards. Even though Danielle has the best beard of the two of us on that show. But until next week, trust in your seal of artifact power. Continue the grind. Get your ult to 75. Ugh. I'm getting my elemental weapon to 75 right now, and I just... 
Because I, I may have to play ranged for Coven. Damn it. I don't, well, we'll see. But thank I you mean, very much. You might as well level a Shadow Priest. Ugh, don't I tell heard me that Ellie owns on Coven. I don't know where you've heard from, but dude. I mean, we we blast ads, but like boss damage, it's uh, compared to it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, it owns, man. Just believe me. Ellie owns on Coven. No, here's something I want to say is that the, the community freaks out anytime a nerf hits any spec, but. Mm -hmm. Everything is pretty viable, okay? Top guilds are running everything from rep paladins to enhancement shamans to- There are no whatever. survival hunters, Blue! Don't you give me that! Okay. There was a night halt. I'm making it yeah, happen. Of course. Do it, right now. Your Survival's first- damage is insane, though, actually. There should Big be. Big dumb- You heard it here. Big dumb guilds, Mythic Argus first kill. You'll be playing survival. Do it. Do it, no balls. If you don't- You won't. There's no, there's no beer pong. <laughs> yeah. I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> Trust your silver artifact power, everybody. Have a great week, and we'll see you here next week, everybody. <gasps> Bye! I gotta do the wave thing. Wave. Wave at the people. There you go. Yes. Good luck. Oh. Woo!